Welcome to the Boston's Big Four podcast. New news about music and sports every week, sometimes. All right, welcome back. Episode 55 of Boston's Big Podcast. Uh, episode Willie McGinnis. And featuring, Ooh. yeah, it's got to be Willie McGinnis. Featuring a very special guest. Uh, we got Flawless Real Talk in the building. Straight out of Providence, up, Rhode Island. Uh, one of the great rappers out of New England. We've been, Easty and I have been listening to him since high school, 2010, I think. That's dope. Um, yeah, yeah, so definitely, definitely big to, to have you on here. Um, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, he's, for those of you who don't know, uh, he's been on Sway, BET Cypher, Sirius XM. Most recently, he was on the uh, Netflix series Rhythm and Flow, uh, hosted by yeah, Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, T.I., so doing a lot of big things, and we're definitely happy to have you on, man. Welcome aboard. Uh, thank yeah. you guys so much, man. The support is most appreciated. You know, I always uh, recognize that you guys have been showing consistent love uh, over the past few years. So thank you so much for always sharing me and, you know what I mean, highlighting my talent, man. I Absolutely. Really Absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah Got to highlight the real. I, I, I first noticed, like, your name's, like, Boston before, and I was like, damn, I'm not even, like, really from Boston, but they read yeah. me. We cover yeah, the whole we cover the whole artists. New England scene. Yeah, yeah. You and you're definitely one of the dopest in, in New England. So thank you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. For sure, for sure. So how you been holding up with this quarantine and everything? I mean, when it comes to creatives, yeah. I don't know if anything really changed. Okay. You know? Um, I spend a lot of my time quarantined away when I'm when I'm creating. So uh the biggest change is having the family home all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Because um, being an independent artist and balancing family and, and, and work, um, I basically built my studio and my office to be within my home. So that yeah. way I can navigate within the two. And that's not really working out for me, you know, these days. You know what yeah. I mean? Everybody's home. But um, it hasn't really been much of a change. Just like I said, uh, other than the family being home, I yeah. just, I just, I don't have as much flexibility as I would have if they were busy with their own shit going on. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. As far sure. as like the touring, how does it affect? I mean, obviously you can't tour right now, and that's a big part of what you do. So, yeah, how's, absolutely. How's that been? Um, it's been very disappointing. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. with uh, coming off of the show, we've been anticipating right, right. much larger crowds. You know? Yeah, um, yep, absolutely. So uh, uh, we went to Phoenix right before this thing kind of kicked off. We was in Phoenix and it was an amazing show and it kind of like just got me ready for the run. And I was really anticipating it. So it's disappointing, but you know, um, I feel like this is gonna be a, a, a time where everybody's gonna be trapped in the house and then let loose for the summer. Yeah. And it's gonna be a crazy summer. <laughs> because then, Hell yeah. you, know, stuff, you know, there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on. Everybody's right. gonna be so I think uh, this this little uh, hibernation period for everybody might work well for us in the coming months when it's time to put on some shows and everybody wants to come out. Right, right. right. And everybody's in it together, too. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not like it's just affecting one person. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, when, when things like this happen that are like bigger than music, mm -hmm. you know, you don't I don't I didn't think about it like, oh, man, my toes can't. Right, so right. Oh, shit. You're you know, like, we, yeah. We might want to postpone these shows because of safety, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. How you guys holding up? Like, what do you guys been been up to? Working, working. <laughs> I'm at I'm at a grocery store, so I'm an essential worker. Dave's an essential worker too, I guess. So. <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel? Um, 
when you're when you're working at the grocery store and and there's a lot of people there like how do you guys how do you get through your day with with, with the anxiety because i know i would have anxiety with like i have anxiety going to the market yeah yeah but for, for 10 minutes i mean <laughs> yeah. i'm washing my hands i'm hey, washing my hands every 20 minutes like i'm taking all the precautions so you know it's uh yeah it's got yeah no it's definitely it's definitely nerve-wracking though when you when you're surrounded by people all the time but no i'm doing i'm doing good they have uh, implemented like a like a certain limit of people that can be in the market yeah yet. it's only there's only 50 people allowed in the store at a time oh okay uh-huh. yeah 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 <clears throat> Yeah, I just noticed that around me, the supermarket, it, it, they were making people wait, and the line seemed pretty long. Yeah. But I, I guess it moves. And we put up one-way signs in the aisles too, because it's getting so crowded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I caught myself I appreciate going the wrong that. way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the one-way sign's gonna work though, because when you're in the supermarket, right? I'm used to going like up and down the aisle. Right. Exactly. So no, I've already like, seen. Go down, go all the way back around. I've already seen so many down. people going the wrong way. Like it's not working at all. So. <laughs> I just I'm walked right through. People, I'm yeah, right. I would be too. Way. I would be too. Every other aisle, I'm going the wrong way. For right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I do this, like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. But man. yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I mean, I don't. I'm not at the supermarket working. I'm I'm out on the road. I'm going into people's houses and apartments and everything and hospitals and shit. And it's that's crazy. I mean, all the different. Yeah. I was I was telling these guys last week, like. It's some places, some places are like, they'll ask you a million questions. Other places just say, come in, get, get the job done and get out. And like, Damn. yeah. So it's like, it's kind of more on the customer, what they want to do. But like uh, my first job today, I had masks, uh, gloves on. I mean, I wear gloves anyways, just cause I don't work with the, the greatest stuff. Uh, I, cl- yeah. I clean drains. I clean drains, so it ain't it ain't nothing. Uh, ain't ain't nothing to be pretty. It's about, a shitty you know? situation sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like, but, like I always got the gloves on, but the mask. It's I don't know. It's it's a whole new, not a new ball game, obviously, but it's just different. It's yeah. I mean, it's hard to breathe. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy oh, yeah. though. We're at the point now where it's like everyone's wearing one. You're weird if you I don't have one. I definitely don't have like the right mask. <laughs> yeah. Mask on. I don't think <laughs> we're supposed to. The, the right mask should be at hospitals, anyways, probably. Yeah. So. True, true, true. <laughs> I'm like wearing my mask. I'm like, I know this shit ain't working, but it's all right. It makes me feel a whole lot better. So it's like, whatever. Right. Exactly. And then, like, you, you go outside and everyone else is wearing the mask. You don't got the mask on. You're like, everyone's staring at me type thing. You, you know, know, it's funny because. When I first, when I went to Phoenix, I wore a mask to the airport and everybody was looking at me like I was crazy. Right. Now you're and crazy now if you don't have one. You don't have a mask. Right. Or like, what are you fucking crazy? Right. Yeah. No, it's crazy yeah. how much has changed in the last month. It's nuts. We're in a different yeah. world. We're in a different world now than we were a month ago. But a lot of, a lot of companies have been reaching out to yeah. me for virtual concerts. Yeah. And, um, I'm really, I'm really open to it. Like I'm with the live. I, I've seen a, a yeah. few artists That'll do live stream concerts. Obviously, some were better than others, depending on the setup and like you know what you have to sound. I've, I've dabbled a little bit with my setup to see if I could try to create that type of atmosphere. It hasn't really worked out yeah. great. So like with the virtual concerts, it's more like, you know is that going to become the thing? Because who's to say, like, they let us out and then, you know, there's another outbreak or, right. you know, they say there's not, it's not ever safe to get, you know, within so many people for the next year or whatever. You know, what's going to happen 
to the experience. You know what I mean? So I right. think they're trying to change the the way, but I don't want to fully convert there yet because I, I don't want to contribute to that change. Like, <laughs> I want to right. see the people. Mm. Exactly. You know? So um, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens, you know? Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. Well, yeah, it's got to – for, like, your performances too because, like – and I mean – I've seen it down in Providence. I mean, I've seen videos of you with, with tech and everyone else. I mean, you're like, you're, your shows are like tear the house down. Like we're going to get this place jumping and that. Yeah. It'd be tough to, to do that without a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to translate <laughs> that. Like, right. I the mean, energy is definitely, uh, the energy is felt when, when we put on shows, I think, I think a lot of the energy is projected from the, from the performance. So I don't know if, if virtually that's still going to have the same effect. You know what I mean? Yeah not gonna feel those same same vibes right yeah so we'll see man speaking of performance so uh, i was about to say those exact same words (laughs) so on uh on the netflix on uh rhythm and flow show yeah i to be to be honest i'll be dead honest with you you can ask my fiance she knows i stopped watching it because i can't stand cardi b's voice no offense to her <laughs> you know I just, I just couldn't keep listening to it she's yelling at I, me right now shout but, out to cardi b but um, um cardi cardi is 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 great in the way of the transparency that she has and, and an interesting stat is like let's just let's just put it like this right she's one of the most black artists on spotify yeah. and she's one of the most streamed artists on spotify so it's like crazy to think yeah. about if 50% of the people don't like her, then imagine how many people do like her in a sense oh, yeah. to where like, even if you're, even if you're disliked by half of the, you know what I mean? Of the world. Yeah. If you're loved enough, mm. you can still be on top. And that's what right. I kind of, kind of saw in her transparency and like, cause I'm always like, I'm real political. Like I don't, I don't get, I don't get into certain topics because I don't want to like, divide my fans and shit she's she's fearless in everything she says right. and oh yeah I, i'm like jesus christ like, her you know, tweets are crazy sometimes yeah when you have that i guess yeah. when you have that those numbers you could yeah. just you know there's sometimes fans comment bro i'd be wanting to say some stuff and i know it's not gonna be well but right yep. like bro, shut the fuck up bro right right, right. i just yeah. want to say shut the fuck up <laughs> but I gotta be, you know, I gotta keep it professional. So yeah, yeah. But it's just, you know, it's it's the transparency is what I like most about her, you know, because she has more balls than I do, to be honest, when she does some of the stuff. Oh, like no, I mean, I got like, you know, I I respect her. It was more more just listening to her talk, like the voice, <laughs> the voice itself. But you know, um, but like, so what I was bringing up um, about the performance. I think that was what the, that was one of the first shows where you guys did the performance, um, or you came out. It was which, before which you battled. It was before you battled Beans. It was right when the show started. Yeah, yeah, the audition. Yeah, and like, and not because I not because I'm I'm not trying to sound biased, but I was like everyone else. I was like, what? Like I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. I, I I'm sounding wicked biased, but like I was like, how? Like, I don't know. You just took away, like, every, like all the competition was, mm. like, you, you, you set out the bar. Sure, yeah. yeah, you set the bar. And then, like, I I mean, like I said, I didn't end up watching through to the end. Mm. Um, I was following you. I was following your updates as everything was coming out. But I was more just – I was only listening for you, really. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so, like – the beans battle, though, like you had just mentioned in, in the 
Oh boy. That on, that was to be another to be honest hour. I, that was my introduction to you. Um and I was just yeah, I was Owen's blown new. away. I felt like uh, I, I felt bad for. Her. I am new honestly <laughs> to fair warning. Um so I actually did have some questions um just on the side of that. So uh, obviously props to that particular battle. That was mind blowing. Um uh, but so you mentioned that you're you're doing the at home setup um, and you've been uh, trying to make that work, not necessarily like for a live situation, um, but do you, do you produce in any way at all? Or is it, uh, are you just strictly vocal guy or? No, I engineer and mix and master all of my own music. I do everything in the studio. Um, I okay, do produce. Gotcha. I'm not uh, as sharp as I would like to be right now to be producing all of my own music. So I do outsource producers, but I do, uh, I do have a, a machine studio here and I do produce and dabble with that a little bit. I would like to get better on that. And uh, that's probably the only thing that I, that I need to improve on. But as far as like the studio work, I do everything in house myself. So I don't require an engineer or anybody in the studio. I'm just in here by myself. I get it all done, man. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah, nice. for sure. That's the way to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so have you found that collaboration's been good in times like this? Like have people been willing to, you know, file share and stuff like that? And oh yeah. Just try to get yeah, work going. Yeah. It's actually been it's actually been a lot better. This has been a, a great blessing in, in, in the world of, of my world for the artist that is trying to track down a few features of the relationships that we built. When everybody shut down, I was like, Hey, listen, you ain't going nowhere. You gotta get this done for me. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. you know, Definitely. That's kind of how we're looking at the podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, there you, go. you know, we're like, you don't have to go anywhere. We'll do it online. Like, it's we'll nice and on easy. Zoom. I'm like, yeah, well, right. let's get it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Sure. So uh, the rhythm and flow thing. How did, um, obviously, you've been making music for a long time. And that was, that kind of put you on a platform that you hadn't been on before. Yeah. Um, how did you, how did that come about? You obviously tried out and they, were accepted like how did how did you end up on the show well actually um i was probably one of the first to audition for the show okay um when i when i went to the bt cypher um i actually was i, I thought i was doing the bt cypher they actually had invited me out there to do the digital cypher okay and oh. um at first i was a little upset that my manager had told me that it was the bt cypher because it wasn't um it was a digital cipher and that's not really like a TV cipher that it doesn't air on the awards. It's kind of yeah. like for the website, yeah. which yeah. is cool, but it wasn't really the look that I was looking for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, I had a moment of, of clarity where I, I kind of told myself, you know what? We're in the building, you know, you are being a little bit ungrateful here because the same people that are producing this digital cipher have to produce the TV cipher. Right. So just go in there, do what you do. And they're going to know what's up. And next year, they're going to put you on a TV cypher. So I changed my attitude about it. You know, I get, I get a little more enthusiastic. I, I focus on my bars. I go out there. We do two takes of the digital cypher. They pull me aside. And they're like, yo, we're going to put you on a TV cypher, like, ASAP right now. So they're oh, like, yeah. these, these crazy bars, you know, your performance is, is outshining everybody. We're going to move you up. So I'm like, oh. word. So they shoot the digital cypher. After they shoot the digital cipher, the room changes, you know, different people start walking in the room that I, I'm familiar with within the industry. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm in the room now. I'm yep. in the room. Yep. Hell yeah. So uh, they put me in a cipher with Casanova two times, uh, Fora, Reason from TVE, and um, Sean Smith from Rock Nation. So I'm like, word, boom. I kick it off. I'm smashing it. You know what I mean? We're going in there. We kill it. Um, 
everybody's nervous in the everybody in the building is nervous. I don't give a shit. I love everybody, much love, but they were scared, right? So <laughs> Hell yeah. We in there, we in there setting the setting the bar, man. And um the Netflix people were actually what at the cipher. Okay. So when we finished filming, um, it was like, Hey man, are you signed? You know, like you have a label situation. I thought there was I thought there was a label. And I was just like, no, you know, I'm independent. I'm staying independent. I'm not really looking for a situation. And it was like, perfect. You know, we've got a show. We want to audition for. We didn't even, at, at that point, there was no, like, Cardi B. There was no Chance. There was no T.I. It was just like, we're doing a hip-hop competition right. show on a streaming platform. So when I heard streaming platform, I was like, yo, right now, with what's going on with the Netflix wave and with the Hulu and, and all these, these platforms, it's the content stays on these sites. You know what I mean? It's not like TV where like the cipher aired and then it was gone, mm -hmm. you know? So I was like, I'm, I'm with it, you know? So I did a, a few preliminary um, auditions for some, for some producers. And then like, after like my second audition in New York, they was like, okay, we're going to have you audition for Cardi B. So I was like, okay, this is about to be something because yeah. she was at that moment. She, she still is one of the biggest, but at that moment, biggest, yeah. she was on fire. So right. I'm like, yo, regardless of what this is, the eyes is going to be there because she's, if she's on this, it's over. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. So, absolutely. So I had to audition for her now. Now imagine, you know, me being a lyricist dude and the type of girl she is. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to impress Cardi B? Right. Like, how am I going to impress Cardi? Like, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. Like, I'm not a ratchet kind of guy. Right. You know what I, mean? <laughs> right. I don't say outrageous shit. You don't, you don't even swear in your music, right? Yeah. I'm not even right. cursing in my music. Right. So I'm like, so they, so I had gone over there. They told us to bring a, a, a song and an acapella. I had brought uh, one of my records called Dope and an acapella yeah. that I usually do at my live shows. So they hit me back. They're like, hey, when you come in audition for Cardi, we want you to do the same thing you did for the producers, but you're going to put your song on one of these beats. So okay. I'm like, that's not going to work. Right. First of all, my, my song that I did for the audition is not going to work on a random beat. Like, it's just not, right. not going to work. So he's like, yeah. well, that's why we had you do an acapella. So put the acapella on one of those beats, make it work. Have a good day. I'll see you Thursday. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> wow. So I'm going through the beats, going through the beats, and they just they just sound ridiculous to me. And I'm just like, what am I gonna do? Like I don't even know. So I find this one beat that's like kind of like a little. It's a little dark, but it, it it allows me to at least do my flow on it. What I what I did at the audition. Yeah. And um, I'm at, I'm in New York ready to audition. People are practicing. It's like there's like a hundred artists in the in the back, and they all practicing their their rounds. Now, mind you, some people's practicing out loud. Yeah. And they records sound crazy. Like I'm like, was that beat in my folder? Cause that's that sounds dope. Like yeah. I don't know. Maybe I didn't hear that beat the same, but <laughs> I don't know. So I'm getting nervous because everybody's turned. Like they yeah. all got records that are like up tempo, and yeah, I'm coming yeah. over here with this life shit. I'm like, I don't know if this is even gonna work. Right. This could go really bad. So I'm like, well, let's just see what happens. Fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna try it out. Yeah. So some people start going up. And the same people that I'm like, oh, they're definitely getting through. They coming back crying, talking about Cardi said this, Fat Joe said this. I'm oh, like, wow. Oh, this is about to go bad. I'm oh, like, wow. <laughs> For a second, I thought about whether I should audition. Like, should I go out there and give them this footage? Right. Like, I don't know if this is just like, I don't know. Right. So I'm like, fuck it, just do it. Like, 
And and if you watch the audition, like it's kind of crazy. Like I don't even know how it ended up being a turned up audition because the record is not not for that. But they yeah. was feeling, I guess, what I was saying. So like once I dropped the first four bars and they all went like, oh, and they started being like high energy. I was like, oh, this is gonna fucking work. Yeah, hell yeah, hell oh, yeah. Shit. So I'm rapping in my head. I'm like, this is really working. I cannot <laughs> believe this. Like, and then Cardi, I think she was going through her little riff with um Offset at the time. Okay. And I had some bars in there about like relationships and shit, like some some real shit. Like I had to lose, I had to lose my mind to hear my heart speak. Like just a lot of different shit like that. And when I was saying yeah. those bars, I could see her like reacting to it because she was in her feelings that right. day. Right. Yep. So I knew, I knew she was. It was going, it was going to work. Struck like, a nerve. Yeah. Yeah. Hell struck yeah. a nerve. So when she was like, "Yo, I can't even talk right now," it was because she was relating to the things I was saying. Yeah. So it was amazing, man, just to experience that and have the guts to say. Even when it kind of like, I felt like God was giving me signs like, yo, don't go out there and let them humiliate you. You already built your own career. You have your, you have your fan base. You have mm -hmm. your foundation. Don't go out there and just to, just to be on this show and give them a look that's going to embarrass your brand. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So I felt like I was getting those little signs from God. I'm like, and I just, I just went up against it. And I'm glad I did, man, because it ended up being an incredible, you know, incredible experience. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I know everyone in New England, you know, hip hop fans in New England, we were all watching you, you know, because it was like you were kind of representing the region for us on that show. Yeah. Like it was it was pretty dope to, to see oh, you doing yeah. those things, especially since we've been listening to you for so long. Um, how did it feel to when Chance the Rapper compared you to Drake? Um, a lot of people asked me that, like, I think yeah. when they saw the show and they was like, you know, what do you think about him? I, I think it's a great comparison yeah. um not in the not in the artist that's what i level, yeah that's what i'm getting at like success you know what, what i mean I yeah yeah like they they compare me like to drake and that just that doesn't make me feel like oh how does he think i sound like drake or like right. how do they think i sound like eminem like how do i remind them of eminem like eminem doesn't do this so I, like at first i used to think like that and then i was like you know what they're not saying that right they're talking about the caliber right you know what yep. i mean and when he said, he said, Flawless reminds me of Drake, I think it's because he saw so many different layers of me throughout mm -hmm. the season. And even behind the scenes, too, there's a lot of stuff that this, the show didn't show, personality-wise, that he picked up on. Um, and, and I know that he was just like, this kid is really multifaceted. You know what I mean? Like a Drake. He's really like a unicorn. He could do a lot of different yeah. things. So yeah, I, was really, I, was, I was happy with that comparison. I felt like it was like just like a... a a salute that I could definitely be one of the top top guys. Yeah, that's a huge compliment. And I, yeah, it, it took me a second too when I heard him say it. I was like, because I was comparing your music. I was like, his music's not exactly like Drake. But then I was like, he's talking about you know his his persona and his like yeah you know his confidence his whatever his uh your versatility they're, they're yeah yeah versatility um yeah. yeah there's definitely some comparisons to be made there but that's that must have been pretty dope hearing that from someone like chance obviously no no definitely man and he's yeah. been, he's been a, a great um he's been a great advocate for the independent artists so yeah, like absolutely. you know when we when we finally got to talk and he got to see the infrastructure of what i've done you know i think he grew a certain uh, even more respect for, yeah. for what we have going on you know and it was dope to see that to be able to kind of chop it up with him show him everything I've done and then him be like, damn, like, that's what's up. You really doing this like independent too. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, a, uh, you know, we could, we could relate in that sense. Right. Right. And you really have like grown it. Um, and I mean, you know, it's kind of like 
Jay Z says, like, you've made you're not a businessman. You're you're a business. You are a yeah. business. Yeah. You know, you're your I mean your face is uh is a logo technically, you know, if if you want to look at it like that. Your face pops up on Facebook, people are gonna know what that is. And it's it speaks to the to your work ethic how I mean, you know I met you way back. And yeah. I mean to to come from those days where it was everyone upstairs it's uh not Simon's, what was it? It was it used to be jerkies. But like we yeah. were all upstairs there and here you are and you know, uh you're just like you know, you did the team backpack stuff. Um you I mean oh, you were and, you guys on the same team backpack? He was there, he judged yeah. me. You you judged me, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. That's all right. That's what I remember. Interesting from, full from circle. Oh, Mission Undergrounds. I remember him from uh, Team Backpack. That's why I saw him, and when he popped up on the on the on the video chat, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like I, I automatically remember. <laughs> yeah, awesome. and but that was we, years ago too. So the, you know what I mean? That goes to show. You know, you yeah. definitely stood out. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. I was gonna say you're probably one of the only ones that bigged me up there. I mean, I got a lot of big ups, but not it's from not, the judges. Man, you you know, did. A lot, a lot of people aren't secure enough to to to, to show enough love to right. somebody else, bro. It was just a competition. A lot of people were salty about not making it. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so they're not they're not really in a congratulating mood. Me, oh, I was yeah. already I was already in the in the in the team backpack like elite type of you oh, know, yeah. level. So I was looking for the next guys because I was already looking to elevate to my next destination. You know what I'm saying? So we were always really looking for that next class of guys, you know, that was really oh, yeah. bringing it, especially from New England. Like Oh yeah, no, I, I, no. I was gonna say if if I I think I even said when I was on stage coming from Boston, but we I think me and you had met just one other time at um, we met at one of the um, one of them grind mode shows. Grind mode right? Yeah. yeah, and um, I met you. You had performed that night. I think it might even been like one of the Thanksgiving shows because we all performed. Have not has performed. I think the same night. Okay, um, I forget. But I had met you one other time. So then when I saw you out there, and then after I saw you. I saw all the grind mode guys. Then I ended up getting left there, so I was stuck. At, <laughs> I was stuck at Mission Underground. Classic, um, classic Eastie story. You I know, was just it, gonna say that. In I LA, you were stuck. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was stuck, and then uh, I ended up getting back to the hotel that I was at on Hollywood Boulevard. But the kid that I was supposed to be going back with, um, I don't know. He said his phone died or something. <laughs> then he said they didn't allow. <laughs> Then they said they didn't allow him to audition or something. I mean, that's I was, why he was, left you. He yeah, so I was, yeah, exactly. Mad. Yeah. I was like, all right, whatever, man. I mean, that was the same time I saw Token was out there with Glass and Composition. They were all out yeah, there. Yeah, we caught we caught Token super early, like fifteen. We had Token already. Yeah, you know, I was telling them I was keeping what I like about what Token did was the team around him when he was so young. I was pressing those guys like John and them like, yo. Do not fuck this up because yeah, you got he's something 15, here. Yeah. He's got it. And it, he's your responsibility. And mm -hmm. and they was like, we know. And they did everything right. Those yep. fucking guys. They did uh -huh. everything right. You know what I'm saying? And he's winning, man. He's winning. He oh, yeah. He is. He's, yeah. He's definitely winning. He's winning, man. He's winning. But, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's just, like I said, it's a testament to your hard work. How, how I, yeah. I mean, I, the first, the first thing I heard was Pressure 3. Me and Jack were talking about it before. We were just talking earlier. 
First thing yeah. I heard was uh, wow. we were in high school and Eastman showed me the video, the original video for Take Me Away. The yeah. original one. And Take that, Me Away. Yes. Oh, man, no way. Because like, yeah. you, you redid that video, right? I redid the whole record. You, did, you redid yeah. the whole record. So I remember yeah. the original a record. People, a lot of people don't understand. Um, like when I, when I redid a lot, of, a lot of the music, the older music, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, you redid this record and you changed it. But yeah. a lot of people don't understand that, like, back then, when we were putting out so much music in, like, 2011, 2012, like, I was, like, 19 years old. Yeah. The internet was just, like, like the social media was just popping. Like, I wasn't even paying for beats. I was just taking them shits offline and just right. making music. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so when I got to learning the business, I was like, holy shit, I own none of this music. Yeah. Like, I own none of this music. <laughs> this is great. I got 70 songs. Who gives a shit? Yeah. None of this yeah. mine. So what I started to do was, you know, find these producers and like take me away is a great exception to where it, I, I was able to use the same beat, just mm -hmm. obviously change the hook, keep like the same lyrics because I was yeah. able to track down that producer. But some yeah. some of the records, I couldn't even know who produced the record. So I would have to get it reproduced. You know yeah. what I mean? And try to salvage some of that music, that older music to at least right. make money off of it. So when people hear like remakes, like what the fuck? I'm like, right. mind your business. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. you don't know why, and, and and you won't understand. So if you don't like it, too bad. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when he, uh, oh, we, made... we got, we still got you. Did we lose you? We just lost him. Uh, we'll do a quick pause. What happened? All right. All right. So, yeah, All right. We back. Yeah, yeah man, right. we back. But no, yeah, yeah that, uh... so, um. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you, like you know, what I mean, for for noticing that. And and yeah, a lot of, like a lot of people, you know, they always ask me like, when you gonna get a deal? Like, I can't wait to see you blow up. And like, I think those are some of the most ignorant people out there because they don't realize that the modern day slavery of the industry is very much alive, man. You know what I mean? And right, we with you gotta own your masters. Right. Yeah, even after the show, yeah, even after the show, we met with everybody everybody like mm -hmm. everybody you know what i mean and i decided to still stay independent because of certain reasons of like i own everything i have 100 percent ownership like it's cool i right, so if i make a million dollars and i own 10 percent of it it's a hundred thousand dollars right mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm i'm puppeted as doing whatever somebody else says and, and giving up that control if i'm making a hundred thousand dollars independently with my freedom what, what difference that the, exactly. that I'm going to be more famous. Right. So now you have to ask yourself as an artist, how much you want that fame according to the difference in the money. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to just, <clears throat> obviously I could make more money. I'm not, I'm just using a million dollars as an example. Yeah. yeah. Being able to maintain my independence, make the music I want to make, do what I want to do. Um, and keep the, the, the percentage the majority percentages. A lot of people don't understand that if you take a round of investments, I've taken three deals, just not from labels. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I could take a round of investments because all a label deal really is, is a loan at a horrible interest rate. So for me, doing all my independent stuff, I decide to take, you know, equity out of my account or out of my, out of my corporation to, to get funds that I can use to continue to further my career. And I'm still controlling everything. 
So for me, that was more important for me than the fame. Like, right. you know, when we did the show, that was great because that offered us some more some more eyeballs, some more of the of the fame, some more of the numbers without giving up control. When the show was first brought to us, there was a, a whole lot of things that were that were uh, implemented in the contract. And then we weren't going to do it. And then they changed it to a cash prize only. And that's when we were like, let's rock and roll. It's cash yeah. prize. Let's do it. No strings yeah, attached. Yeah. Right. Thing. There, no show's ever done that. But it's because of the backlash they got from what was originally in the contract. Right. You know what I mean? And I and you gotta credit Joe Budden for that. Cause Joe Budden was the one that actually brought the contract out on his uh on his um I forgot what the show he has on Revolt, um State of the Culture on his State yeah. of the Culture show. He brought the contract out and he, he pointed out all of those things and kind of they ridiculed it. And it kind of made the producers come back and say, you know what, we're gonna scratch that, we're gonna do a cash prize. And I was like, beautiful, let's mm. do it. Yeah, you know, let's do. It. You want you want this to be real. You want some real artists. You are gonna have to change that because nobody's gonna really go for that. If you want the average Instagram rapper that doesn't really have a career, to and and bet that on your Netflix show on your Netflix budget, mm -hmm. then fine, do that. But if you want to get some real real solid artists, you're gonna have to you know make it make it fair. You know yeah, what I mean? Hell. And they did that. Shout out to them for doing that because they definitely did. Hell yeah! Uh, how would you say your music career has changed since the appearance on the show? Financially, it's changed because uh, my music's being streamed at a higher level. Yeah. Um, I'm getting more for, more for shows. You know what I mean? My, my price went up. Right. On, every, on all angles. Right. Um, and just more, just being more more recognized, you know, for the yeah. music. You know what I mean? And being more rec recognized for the stuff. And the, what I love about it is, like, a lot of people can go can go viral. Or a lot of people can, can, can be on a TV show, a reality show, and make themselves look like an idiot. Right. And I mean, I feel like the show is so respectable with, with how we represented ourselves, the, the content that we created, the battle, the finale, the way we went out. Like, we are, the fact that we're argue, arguably could have been the winner. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, I'm proud of that. So when people see yeah. me, they're not like, oh, you're that dude from that show that was this. They're like, yo, right. you're that, you're, you know, you're flawless from, but yo, that last song, right. that battle, they, like, it's all. Hell yeah. I mean, people remember that. That on my way performance, like people are gonna remember that. Just yeah, for sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that was probably the most, probably the most emotional performance I think of the show, and and the fact that you got the credit from Cardi and Ti and Chance, like they they recognized your ability. So yeah, that. And I'm and I'm I'm way too seasoned to ever allow myself to be ignorant to the fact that we're doing a television show. Right. So with the finale, it was a matter of. How can I how can I still win no matter what they do up there? Mm -hmm. No matter what the judges say, I gotta be able to still win because there's a good chance they're not gonna give me this bread. Because I'm I'm already here in right. a sense. And I kinda I didn't know if if I was gonna be deemed the winner. So I said, do I do what they want me to do, what what the producers are kind of hinting us to do, or do I just go left and do what I wanna do? and make sure that I'm remembered on the show forever, no matter yeah, whether I right. win or lose. So I decided to go against the grain and do something more memorable, opposed to something over the top to try to get that victory. You know what I mean? And it was like, yeah. no matter what happens, whether I win or lose, I'm gonna make sure that I leave with everybody, everybody's favor, like in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. And uh, I think we executed that beautifully. And even though we didn't win, I mean, D-Smoke did an incredible job in the finale. And um, 
credit to him, you know what I mean? Congrats to him for winning. But um, I think we definitely left with that, with that, with that. You made your that mark, for sure. Everybody's mind, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. About, about the business and everything, I know before, um, like before the show and everything, you used to go around, you toured with Tech before. Um, yeah, man. So how much influence did his independence have on you? His independence had a lot of influence on me because when that when I first went on that tour, I didn't understand uh, who Tech Nine really was. You know, um, a lot of people weren't really familiar with him in my area. Um, I wasn't a ton familiar with him. This was what year that you? This were on was two thousand eleven. Okay, yeah. this is right, right, right okay. on the on the brinks of him dropping all sixes and sevens with Lil Wayne. Yep, yep. This is like right before his album dropped. Because right. the album dropped while we was on the road, and it was incre- It was insane. Right. Um, I remember that but, track, um, Fuck Food. With Lil yeah, Wayne. That's, yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite joints. I history. love that song. I love that fucking record. That shits, that shit's crazy. Yeah. That, that's what yeah. I was that. Um, but yeah, so when Tech, we opened for Tech in, in Atlanta, and um, he saw the show. He offered us a spot on the tour. 48 cities we had to figure out how to get from city to city so we invested in the bus ourselves and we just we just ate gas station food every day and sold merch for gas money like we we grinded every single day but you know what's it like living on a bus is it uh i mean obviously there's tears to that bus quality but like i i've been told there's kind of a rhythm to like how you uh like just hygiene and things like every day is kind of a you're not always – not everything's in the bus, so you ha- kind of have to find spots to stop at, right? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you don't – you can't – you can't, like, you can't take a crap on the bus. But that's that's <laughs> right, right. You know that's what I mean? Some tough, guys try tough. to, like – some guys try to hot bag it, but that's not <laughs> – Like, some guys are trying to, like, put a bag and, like, and like then throw it out the window. That's no, not, that's too that's much. That's too much. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Um it's not bad at all. Like what it is is, you know what I mean? We obviously get, get hotel rooms to take showers and stuff like that. We have to get the driver a hotel room when we get to the city. Um, the bunks are great. They're comfortable. There's TVs in every bunk. There's a back lounge where you could chill. It's really just about maintaining your area. You know what I mean? Like it depends on how many people you have on your bus. Some buses are overcrowded, 12 bunks, 12 people. Me, we have a six person team, 12 bunks. So we can condo our bunks. We kind of like have double space. You know what I mean? We're neater. You know, it's like it's like everybody knows keep keep your shit in your bunk, keep your curtain, keep your like spray your bunk every day. You know, it's just like those things because you can easily get sick being in that closed environment, right. traveling for 30, 40 days. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So the last thing I need to do is get sick and we're performing every single day. Does that ever happen? You gotta battle through sniffles? Oh man, I remember the first night we did a we had a 33 city tour, um, and the we was in Kansas and it was uh it was me. And uh, and Stevie Stone uh, from Kansas City, and I caught food poisoning the the first day of the tour, Damn. and I oh. was a mess. I was a mess. I was a, it was the worst <laughs> experience I think I've ever gone through because I just really had to like tough it out, you know what yeah. I mean? And that that first day, like just thug it out. We had a meet and greet. It was just it was horrible. Oh it shit! Was horrible. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And and I always usually get sick like the first week. It's just like it's just like let me get it out the way now. Yeah. And then I'm good. You know what I mean? But that's get that's it out of your system. Kansas yeah. City, was that that wasn't the end of the tour? Was that with Tech Nine? No, no. That I've been once I did the Tech Nine tour and I learned so much from Tech, I never left the road again. I've been touring independently since 
2011. And uh, this recent, the where oh, I, I caught see. food poisoning was like 2018, 2017. We did 33 cities in the uh, Midwest and West. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, totally yeah. different. Gotcha. Yeah, I've, so, already, I've, done, I've done probably, I would say between 10 to 12 nationwide tours uh, over the past, like, over the past six, seven years. Um, and, and a lot of spot dates, you know what I mean? Like one-offs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I like what was your first, uh, the furthest. All right. Sorry. Furthest. Yeah. What's the furthest? Um, (laughs) We've never done, we've never done anything international. That's, that's like right now I was like supposed to do my first Canada date, um, April 4th, April 2nd. And obviously that got pushed back, but yeah, we've done everywhere in the States. We've just never like gone overseas. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, there's plenty of space around here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've done we've done all fifty though for sure. Maybe yeah, not like right. Alaska, but you know what I mean. I was gonna ask, <laughs> did you guys hit yeah, yeah. Alaska? <laughs> you done Alaska? Uh, burn, burn that motherfucker down. Right? <laughs> um, so not to jump back to the show, but uh, at the audition, Jada was there. Did you? Yeah. Did you and Jada do bodies before the show, or did you meet him at the show? And he had heard about you, and then it happened. No, no. Me and Jada had had done bodies before the show, but it was a time where we were both traveling, right? And I had um, I had a relationship with his with his like role manager, and he was like, "Yo, man, you know, if if you want to get a record, I can get you one with Jada." Because I was asking him about a, a, a certain particular artist if he had connections to him. He's like, "Yo," he's like, "I'm with Jada." He's like, "I think you and Jada would be crazy." And for me, like. I normally don't like to, I got to word this the right way. I normally don't like to, like, I, not like I'm, like, the, not that, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be featured with the older artists, but I don't really, like, I don't really, I don't really, there's a lot of people that, like, that shop that. Like, well, I can get you a feature with, like, Kooji Rap and, like. Right, and, right, yeah. Like, it, it'd be a great honor for me, but for right now in the market, it's not really going to be beneficial. Right, so, right, yeah. Jade is like one of those exceptions, like top five dead or alive type. You know what I mean? He's still right. relevant, like with everyone. Oh. Anyone who likes hip hop loves oh, Jada. Yeah, yeah, like like it's never a bad time for a Jada right. feature. Right. So when exactly. he said that, I was like, yo, I'm with that. And he was like, yo, boom. He's like, send three records. He's gonna pick one and rock it. I was like, Hell I'm it. not doing three records, I'm doing one record, and this is the one. Trust me. Cause if I'm gonna do one with Jada in mind, it's gonna be the one that I know he's gonna. You know, yeah. So I, I did bodies with him already in mind, sent the record. Next day I had it back. I was like, yes, let's fuck. I couldn't fucking believe it, bro. And and he gave me a body, like a body verse. He so killed that shit. Yeah, he killed yeah. that shit. Bottom of the like, ocean with a brick tied to him. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> yo, like, I don't know if he did it on purpose, but like Rhode Island is the ocean state. Oh, so, like, true. So when he came off my hook, like let the bodies hit the bottom of the ocean with a rope tied to it. I'm yeah. like, he just put my city on the map. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> right. I don't even know if my own state realized it. I was like, yo, man, this is so <laughs> perfect. Like, it's so crazy. I was so amped off that. Like, I think it took a month for me to, like, get yeah. on that. Yeah, man, that's big. Like, yeah. That's big. Yeah, that was big, man. And then, so then, right before, they left me dead on last for the audition. I didn't even yeah. know Jaden was out there because he wasn't saying nasty things. So when people were coming back, they were only telling me like, oh, Fat Joe said this, can you believe it? Oh, and Cardi had the nerve to say this. They weren't, nobody's mentioning Jada. So 
right before I go on, the, the person right before me, they're like, yeah, they're like, like, Jay, I knew Jada wasn't going to like this shirt. So I was like, Jada's out there? I was like, Jada, Fat Joe, and Cardi. I'm like, I don't know, I'm at least going to get one of them. I got to get one of them, right? He's like, fuck it. And I had just opened for Fat Joe in the Hamptons oh, okay. not too long before that. And he was like, yo, you sick. But you know. In the Hamptons. In the Hamptons, we drink in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even know if this dude remembers that night. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, <laughs> right, right. Dude, you right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yo, I opened for this little QA. He was crazy. He was showing me love. And I got the record with Jada. I'm like, it's really, but I know it's up to Cardi. Like, I got to I don't know, whatever. Let's just see how it goes. You know, and it went good. So when Jada said that, I think he remembered the name. We didn't wasn't in the studio making the record. Now, if we were, he would have definitely. He would have been like, "Oh, oh shit, I definitely." Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because uh, I would have made my I would have made my presence felt in the session like that, where he would have never forgot me. But you know, we we did the record over last. So I think when he heard the name, he was like, "Yeah, I think I, I this nigga's nice though. Like he's he's nice. I think I just did a record with this dude. Now, obviously, he's not gonna say it on the show. But yeah, he's like, yeah, this nigga's nice though. You know, he was he was finally <laughs> putting a face to the name. But that also, like, that also was a testament to my grind for all these years, because it was like, I walked out of there, and, like, I was recognized. And it was no like, doubt. yeah, that's right. No like, doubt. I put that work in. Like, it made me feel so good. Because I, because obviously when I walked out live, I didn't hear him say that. I didn't even know mm -hmm. he said that. So when I'm watching the show and I seen that, I was like, damn, that's what's up, yo. Like, that's what's up. Like, you know what I mean? It felt Hell really yeah. good. Yeah. What would you say like you're, uh... What would you say uh, your first big break was in music? Was it the tour with Tech in 2011? Like what? At yeah. what moment did you realize like this could become something? Yeah, um, I think no. The moment I realized this could become something was when I packed everything up and moved to Atlanta. Okay. Because it was 2010, and I was selling out like I was selling out like jerkies and shit, and I was doing like all those shows, and we was doing like Ultron Thursdays, and it just became redundant. Like it just, it just, and I so I, I appreciated those people that came out every week. But it was like the same girls. It was like the same people. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. I, I just like pictured myself being like 40, performing for the same 40 yeah. girls. And yeah. I was like, yo, I'm going to die here if I don't get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be at Coda Lounge, like, doing these shows with Gifted forever. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, it's going to be mm -hmm. like, so it was just like, I got to make a move. So um, Atlanta was hot at the moment. And it was like, I'm different. I'm going to go down there. You know, I had I had a few people that I knew down there. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I could try to make it happen. And um, and it was like, we're so different. We're either going to be loved or hated. We're going to find out. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I went down there. I immediately started winning a bunch of competitions. And then um, they had this big, like, competition with Wendy's and, like, the radio station. It was, like, to, to open up for Ludacris and T.I. Um, at Birthday Bash. It was, like, Phillips Arena, 20,000 people. Not and, good. um... We won the competition. So we got to do Phillips Arena, shut it down. Now, that's why I tell all my local artists, too, just as just a sidebar, I was doing them Coda Lounge um, shows like for, like for like 100 people every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was at Ultra. And like they felt like people were like, oh, like it felt like it was like a waste of time doing those little shows. Right. But it was only two months from when I left Rhode Island. I was on a stage in front of 20,000 people. And if right. I hadn't been doing those weekly shows, I would have died up there because I was right. polished and confident because I, this is what I do. Yeah. I do it right. every week. You, you know what you I mean? You build your foundation locally yeah. and then you and then so you So those, like, those little shows that people don't want to do right now, mm -hmm. those shows is what made 
me prepared for the tech tour, for the for the big stages. You know what right. I mean? So like, you, you don't know, just get on stage on, in front of twenty thousand. It doesn't just and happen. know what you're gonna do when you're not doing it. Right. So you know, I gotta I put up your reps. Days. Yeah. Yeah, I credit those days. You know, of those of those every every week shows and people looking at me like I was an idiot because I was just doing them little shows every right. week like it's pointless, but it wasn't. It was all training for what was to come. You know what I mean? Right. Hell yeah. Man. What's sure. the um, what's the scene? What's the hip hop scene like in Providence? Right now. Right now, yeah. Oh, when I when I was active. Right now. I mean. Right now, it's it's more united than ever. Okay. Because the creatives are hosting particular nights for other creatives to come and vibe. You know what okay. I mean? Like, like there's a there's a place um called Troop where they host like you know jam sessions and like people come up and everybody's vibing, giving you like real good LA vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and it's 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 a lot of positivity. Um, not a lot of beefs. Everybody really fucks with each other. You know what I mean? And uh, and it wasn't like that a, before. Hell no! I was yeah. the one closing. That's kind. That's like Boston too. That's like Boston too, though. We Boston's kind of figured that out the last few years. Like, you know, think, we all, nah, we're all kind of in this together. That, I don't think that Boston's figured it out, or I, that we have figured it out. I think we're just older. Yeah, hmm. maybe. So, <laughs> no, some yeah, people yeah, that makes learn. sense. Some yeah, people don't want to get up. We're more mature now, because I'm telling you, I was the one causing all the trouble out here. Like, yeah, I was yeah. dissing everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was dissing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I I saw some beefs. Don't worry, I, I was I was around for the beefs. I mean, I'm I'm just you know one of those like like I said, you know, some people just don't ever like to leave that mentality where it's you know not not, yet, not to man. say the not to say the me against the world mentality is bad because obviously it's a good motivator too. But when you take it to the extent where you don't want anybody else around you and you're right. better than every single last person, like it just it doesn't work out that way. You know, yeah, it takes like, it takes a team for any type of success. So, and that just, that counts in music, business, everything. You you need a good absolutely. team around you, and you absolutely. can't just be a lone wolf all the time. So, and uh, it definitely makes yeah, sense. For sure, for sure, man, definitely. I mean, like you've said before, like Atlanta's kind of set the example for that. You know, just kind of yeah, working yeah. together. It was it was crazy, like um, seeing the atmosphere because we were getting so much love from the outside crowd but we were getting so much hate from the artists because okay. the artists didn't appreciate the fact that we were coming in there, taking their women, killing the show, <laughs> out rapping them, and I'm light-skinned out here like a pretty boy. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I, just, I just evaluated the situation. I'm like, they don't like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm the exact opposite of what they like. You know what I mean? Right. So I just I just kept, kept myself safe. You know what I mean? Professional. I made sure I moved accordingly. Wherever I moved, because I knew that, you know, there was a few people that were like, yo, man, you know, you got to watch this, watch, you know, a lot of people don't like what you're doing out here. Like, it's all right. Don't worry about it. We good. You know what I'm saying? I had security at all times when I went out to events and I just did it. And then once I secured the bag and like got myself to a point where like I didn't need to be in Atlanta no more, I got the fuck out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I went back. Boom. I did what I had to do and I'm out. You know what I'm so saying? So would you, got the would job you recommend, done. like, would you say that? For New England artists, it's a good idea to get out of New England for at least a, some period of time if you're really trying to make it. Because I, you're not the only artist who's done that, you know, kind of move somewhere else and then blown up and then come back home. It's a tricky question because yeah. a lot of artists move somewhere else 
and they don't put in the work. Right. They're looking for like a, a opportunity. Right. But the opportunity and like let me let me be clear, we're talking twenty eleven. Instagram wasn't even out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Social media was not even like it was still like just off of the, like Facebook was still for college kids. Right. Yep. right. You know what I'm saying? So like I might have not moved to Atlanta in today's day because okay. I had this. Right. I didn't yeah. have this. I had True. to take my van. I had a fucking van, wrap it with my face on it, with the <laughs> CDs in the back. You know what I mean? Burning CDs every night and be in the streets handing CDs out. Yeah. That's over. That, those days are oh, over. Yeah. yeah. Those Absolutely. days are over. So in today's day, I don't I wouldn't move to Atlanta. Right. I'm good right where I'm at. Part of the reason why I am where I am, you know what I mean? Why we have a house in Rhode Island over LA because I can be in LA whenever I want, but I don't want to live there because I have social media, I have technology. Right. I can touch everybody around the world. You know what yeah, I mean? Right from right from your home. You can I do... go live, they're like, what else? From yeah. South Africa, from Germany. I'm like, what's up, Germany? Like it's that <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that sort of so, ties in that ties into like we've mentioned before how uh labels are, are less necessary these days than ever before. And that's because you can promote yourself and um like you already mentioned, you you do a lot of the engineering and mixing yourself. So as far as outsourcing goes, and I mean, again, like we said, uh, it takes a team to make things work. Um, but as far as needing these, uh, just being at the whim of these giant corporations to say, you'll perform at this, you'll make these types of songs and, and we're going to get this percentage of it. Um, you're able to do these reach outs and the marketing's all in your hands. And it definitely kind of allows more creativity. You can kind of grow up a fan base that's more organic to you. And uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. You, you can keep going. No, <laughs> no, it's good. It's definitely, absolutely. I definitely agree. And um, the corporations, um, just take too much of the pie. It's not like the label is bad because the label is not bad. They actually help and they actually have, you know what I mean? The resources for you to service that, uh, for you to have those services that, that, that they provide or that are available. You know what I mean? Some people are more prominent to only working with major labels opposed to independent artists because it's, you know, more professional or they get paid, they guarantee, you know, the money's guaranteed. So it all, it all depends. But as if the deal's right, the deal's right. You know what I mean? It all depends on what the percentages are and what you're giving in exchange for that service. So for me, it's great to have that flexibility to be able to see where I want to put my marketing dollars, not how much marketing dollars are being spent and not knowing where it's being spent or, you know, where it's going. For me, I can target particular areas, particular things that I know are working for me and put those dollars to use in those areas that I know are most effective without having to worry if, if the best interest is in there because it's me doing it. I, I know I have my best interest, you know what I mean? So all the marketing money gets put where I believe it should be put. And I think that's the advantage of, of being independent is that, you know, you can, you can kind of dictate where you want to put the money, where you want to focus the funds or focus your attention to where you should be. You know, like right now over the last like, you know, couple of weeks, I've been doing like, like uh, 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 these these little like lives, and I've been doing like rhythm and flow game show, right? We asking rhythm and flow questions, and we giving away prizes, right? So we doing that, and then we monetizing that by just putting it on YouTube and getting the views off of it and everything else. But yeah. it's a constant monetization of how to focus your attention and where you're gonna make your money, opposed to hoping that other people are doing the same. You know? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Hey, so um, the band, 
You got the you got uh, Josh doing drums. Is it Josh? Yeah, yeah. You know I'm still with Josh for sure. The, yeah, that Josh um, is actually Josh has actually moved up um, to like more of an executive role with Red Eye Movies, um, okay. and he's still drumming, but he's got like more of a of a more established role within the company. So that way, you know, um, when we do grow and and have you know like more of a band, and he doesn't want to play play as much anymore, or he's whether he still wants to play or not, he still has another position to secure him. Josh has been very loyal throughout the years, so you know anybody that's been with me grinding um, has a position to be in this forever with us. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, your your team is way more than just the team. I mean, your team's family to you. I mean, yeah. you know, I've I've seen it since. I mean, since you got you and Red Eye Movies hooked up. I mean, you know, obviously you knew those guys beforehand, but when you guys first all came together, I mean, it was kind of like, um, I mean, I don't want to say like shocking because it wasn't shocking, but it was like, it was, that was that thing when you guys all got together that separated you yeah. from just being that local, like, you yeah. know, that local, local figurehead for um, like where, I mean, because let's be honest, I mean, you were kind of like, you and Lingo were right, you, Lingo, passionate, were all right there. You know, yeah, you guys yeah, were yeah. on the top of grind mode. And you and passionate went and did your thing. And, you know, you did what you had to do. Because, I mean, even that, that War Cry song that you guys did, like, I mean, that shit's still like, I don't know. It, that's, that's like hip hop. That's hip hop in the yeah. purest form. You two going back and forth. I mean, and there was that, like, when you guys first started to take that step, that was you guys literally saying, no, we're going to, not that you're bigger than these people, but you're taking your steps to get where you need to be, where yeah. you want to be, you know? It was, and like, it was, it never was, a, um, we never had any malice towards the, yeah. the Grimo movement or anything like that. It was just a business decision, you know what I mean? To no longer be a part of it. And that, and that, and like it had, it, there's no personal like there's no personal feelings towards it it's just like you know when you when you when you're in the business and you're a businessman like me and you see certain business things going on and and you're not a part of it then you know it's time to move on that's all you know what I'm saying? oh yeah that's all that's all it was you yeah. feel so me and passionate kind of saw saw things and was like okay well you know we're carrying a lot of this you know on yeah. our shoulders you know what i'm saying leading this thing and we're not reaping any benefits from it, so we should we should probably stop doing this. And that's yeah. what, that's what that was. You know what I mean? No, no, and I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to. If I if I sounded like no, it was no, I just, a lot of people always ask me like, so I'm just clearing that up now. Like yeah. for anybody that does wonder, like I know you 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 do a lot, a lot of grind modes and stuff, and like you know I I never have anything negative to say because it's always been a great platform for us, and uh, I commend Lingo for everything he's ever done with that platform. But, you know, it was just a business decision for me and past. It wasn't like we were like, oh, fuck them. We're out of here. Yeah. Like, it yeah. never was like anything like that. It was just like, okay, well, this is going on. We're not, we're not really feeling that. So we're going to move this way. You feel me? Yeah. No. And, and like I said, it was like you guys stepping. It was you guys taking that next step, you know? Yeah. And, and to be honest, I mean, not even, and I'm not in the position that you guys were, but I mean, I haven't done one in, Jesus, I don't know, probably like a year and a half because in my head and i i mean i got a ton of respect for lingo like i'll 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 work with lingo you know but um as far as like to drive over an hour to rap for 45 seconds 
and not really gain anything except for views out of it. I don't know. I'm kind of at a point where like, if I'm not, you know, if it's not better than me or, and not to sound greedy, not, not saying I need money in my pocket, but like, if it's not going to better me and you know, if the, if the pros don't outweigh the cons, then it don't, it, it don't yeah, make sense. The, the law of diminishing returns, like what you yeah. make, you've done grind modes. You don't need to continue to do that. It's a good platform. Yeah. It's a good yeah. platform for people who are trying to get their name out there. But at a certain point you, you graduate from it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, for sure. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you said earlier, we're all just, we're getting older and we're learning all these other aspects, you know, yeah. all these other avenues or, I mean, you know, I mean, take it as, you know, uh, as whatever you do, you know, you could be a, a gas pump guy and a, a better job comes along where you're filling up the gas tanks instead of just <laughs> pumping it, you know, yeah, and now you're the guy driving that big 18 wheeler, boom, I'm like that way. You yeah, know? yeah. Facts. it's all and about like, leveling up. Exactly. That's it. That's it, man. It's all about leveling up one day at a time. Right. And you, you continually do it. I mean, rise is your, that, that's the team, you know? Yeah. And that, it's all like, I mean, literally since, since we've been following you and uh, knowing you, you've literally just rose. It's not, yeah. it's, not, <laughs> Thank it's, you, it's not just, it's not just a figure of speech, you know, or yeah. it's not just, yeah. it's not just the type of what you guys do. You put everything into motion. You know? Yeah, man. We're really uh, gearing up for a big year. We've had a little bit of bumps, you know what I mean, with this coronavirus stuff. Uh, it's really held us in place. But, you know, uh, the first quarter don't determine the, the final score, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. we're just going to let right. this first quarter rock, and we're going we're gonna to pick it up for the summer and just make it even crazier for sure. Hell yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, so man. So when – When this is all over, you're going to have, like, three albums done? <laughs> man, I'm, I'm trying to get – I was I was I was scheduled to have my my project um, put out uh, for the end of January, beginning of February. But I I'm I'm like in the in the mix of working on some really big records. So uh, me and my team we decided to push back to April. Now when we pushed back to April, this was this was like the end of November. We decided that we wasn't gonna be able to get everything done in time, so we pushed back to April. So now I'm sitting there, and I'm like April. I'm like, that's too long. So I cooked up the Every Second Matters EP in like 20 days and put it out at the end of December just to get another body of work out in the meantime so people right. don't have to wait four or five months for the next body of work. Because yeah. the, we, we, were getting, we were hot off the show, fresh off the show. And I was yep. like, I can't let that, that, that much time go. You know what I mean? So we dropped the Every Second Matters EP. We came in number four on the iTunes Hip Hop Charts. I was happy with it. Everything, it was growth from the last project. And then now we're working on that big album with the big features, with, you know, pulling out all the favors, all the relationships, you know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah. And uh, just really working on something monumental to be able to kick off for the summer. And pushing it back a little bit was not... Um, pushing it back a little bit... Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pushing it back a little bit was... Uh, it's not the worst thing because now we're gonna come in right right in time for summer, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. push the yeah. back before this shit even hits, so it worked out. Hell yeah. You gotta come up and perform at the Middle East when you drop it. When, <laughs> yeah, when they allow when they allow performances sure. again. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I got I gotta definitely hit the Middle East, man. I have never I've never I've never I don't think I've ever You've never performed there? once. Really? I think I might have did one show with Raekwon and Wu Tang. Oh, okay. Wow. Have you done oh, a lot of shows in Boston or like the Boston area at all? Um, I've done the Palladium. Yeah. In Worcester, 
but ne- I don't do a lot of Boston gigs. I okay. I might have done I might have done um the one he just said. Which one? What is it Middle called? East. Yet? The Middle, Middle East, East maybe yeah. once with with Wu Tang like back okay. in like 2015. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Boston's That's, Big Four is putting on a show yeah. soon. If you'd like to get in on it, yeah, we're trying uh, to put on a show in. soon. Yeah, once everything calms down. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about it for sure, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's Owen's been Owen's been putting in the legwork with Leeds. Owen Dope. and Jack. That's yeah. suck, conversations. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you got to do it, man. Yep. Hell yeah. You got to get it done yourself. So what's um, what's your? I mean, obviously, getting the album done is a is a big uh, goal and get it in and out. But what's what's your big goal for the next? Obviously, coronavirus is going to throw it off. <laughs> but what's what's your main goal for the next year? What what step do you want to take next? Um, I want I want my next body of work to be nominated for a Grammy. Um, I definitely want to be in that conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. For best new artist. Um, Hell yeah. I'm just right under the brakes of where I'm going to wear with my scheduling of release and where I plan to be. Uh, I should be right around that, around there in that, in that area. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah. But just really, really just establishing myself more. Whether I take a deal or not is still undetermined. Um, we've been talking partnership with a few, with a few, you know what I mean? People, but you know, those numbers, like if I ever do a partnership, the numbers were right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really about us continuously building, um, to that point and we've, we've never been closer to that so you know um it's just a, it's just a, a matter of of how far we want to take it how far we can take it with the right opportunity and the right situation you know if not i stay independent and i'll just keep keep rising high i've been rising step by step it's not a problem for me i got all day like i don't care yeah. like and i think that that stubbornness that i've had has kind of pissed a couple people off and also motivated a couple people to work with me because they're like, yo, he really is serious about his shit. He's not and giving he, up. He could, yeah. he could oh, be yeah. an icon if he really does have the right opportunity. Maybe right. we should give him that right deal. Or, right. you know, some people are like, this This dude really thinks that he's, you know, worth that much. When he's not, he's crazy. And I'm like, okay, well, have a good day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's that's, I don't need that kind of energy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's simple, you know. He, right. No matter what, it's still have a good day. You feel me? Right. Hell yeah. You know, the next year is totally in your power. What'd you say? I'm sorry. You were saying, you uh, you just got to have a good day. And that's totally in your power whether you're going to take that and uh, and better yourself and just kind of create your worth. You can't let someone define that. Yeah, man. Oh, they will. They definitely will. They'll tell you exactly what you're worth for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got no problem with it. They can't, you can't tell them, but they can tell you. That's just crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So when did you decide to stop swearing in your music? Um, I think it was like 2016, right before I okay. dropped this different album. Um, I I think I noticed that like I hadn't sworn like the first 10 or 12 records. Oh really? And it was okay. like it was like damn, there's no swears like, and I I think I was going through them and I said I had like one or two that were like and I like had like one swear in it and I was like what wow. Like, I'm going to have to put an explicit tick sticker over one word. And right. I was like, I should probably just change the mm-hmm. word. Like, what if I just change the word? Like, I don't even need that there. And then I started thinking, like, about, like, how many DJs used to haunt me down for, like, yo, I need this record, send me the clean version. Right. Like, they always you know? need the clean so I'm version. I'm like, yeah. damn, like, 
how many of those emails have I missed? Or how many of those DJs have not been able to contact me or get in contact with me? So I found it, like, you know, when I started doing that and the music started picking up, like, you know, I found, like, the DJ for, like, the Houston Rockets, like, playing the, the record in the arena. I saw that. And I that, was never even, that was like, fire. I never even, like, sent them the record. Right. Because it's already clean. It's already clean, so, yeah. It was just yeah. like a testament. Like when those things started happening, I'm like, that's why I did this. Like, and also, so, so that way, like when before, like people would be like, oh, let me hear something. And if it was like, let's say it was like a middle-aged like white guy, it's like, right, I'm not right. going to play this dude, right. my new freestyle. And I'm over here saying the N word five yeah. times. So I'm like looking for specific, I would be like, I would be like cautious about who I play my music around. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to, yeah. I want to be able to play the music. Like, even if I, it's against it all, and I'm rapping like bars, you can mm -hmm. still play it around your two-year-old who's right. there because there's no profanity. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, you know, I think I think it's yeah. just, just a lot of different reasons, you know what I mean? Yeah. I saw and, an interview with Rakim I, recently. I definitely appreciate it. I saw an interview with Rakim recently, and, you know, Rakim never swore in his raps, or hardly ever did. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. That's yeah, dope. so he, he was just saying how, like, in, and that's the thing, you wouldn't even notice. And I didn't even yeah. notice that you I, I didn't even notice that you weren't swearing until you made a post about it one time. No way. On Instagram. And I was like, I didn't even know he wasn't swearing in his music. Like it, it kind of goes over your head unless you know that it, that they're not swearing. So because because when you say like no, I don't like to really say I think I might have said it just because I was like, I really wanted to get the word out because it's like when you say like if you say my I don't swear in my music, it automatically yeah. sounds corny as shit. It yeah, sounds yeah. corny as shit. Like, oh, you don't swear in your music? I can't wait to hear this. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's going to sound like. Right. No, and Rakim I, never I, really talked about it that much either, but he's one of the greatest of all time, and he never really swore. And I saw an know, interview I with did, him recently. I did, I did swear recently, though. Okay. I was doing I was doing Well you swore um, you swore in the battle with beans for sure. Yeah. That's different. That's different. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. different. <laughs> You're out of here. You mentioned my kid. Dead. Yeah, 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 right, dead. right, right. <laughs> but um it, I was doing I heard with uh, the, uh one of the new records that I just put out from the on the EP and it was like I was coming up with the line I'm vibing and it's like I heard somebody said my name in this bitch. No way, no. And I was like, yo, I just love how that sounds, right? And I was just like, and I was beating myself over it. Like, well, what I needed to change that word to. And then, like, I think, like, Red Eye was over here, and I was, like, going through the chapter. And he's like, dude, just say bitch. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> just say it. Just say it. It's how you were feeling. Just say it. Right, it's right. It's totally swear on the album. It's one word. Right. Because I was, like, literally, like, in here for, like, three hours. Like, what can I change? Like, I heard somebody said my name in this. I'm rich. No way. Like, I'm just trying to, like, change the word. And then, like, uh, yeah. so he's like, and he was just so fed up with me. He's like, how about you just say bitch? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know what? Yeah, let's just leave it. It's an emotion. It's that one, one word. Fuck it. Right. But, yeah, because yeah, rap is so much on emphasis. Do. Well, hey, you, yeah. can say, you, you can say it on TV. Yeah, so, right? True, I mean, it can't true. be that bad. But, yeah, um, it, well, sometimes there is a need just because of that emphasis. Like, there is sometimes where explicit is just how you need to go. But yeah. it's definitely something to admire where you're not just kind of going for that shock value because obviously swearing is kind of abrasive. And that, like I was mentioned, like rap's pretty, uh, it's about emphasis. So you yeah. kind of, you know, you can emphasize on swears a lot easier. So I think that's And now kind of I crutch. can't even listen to like, like you guys mentioned like Pressure 3. I can't even listen to that. 
Why not? There's like, you know how many swears are in yeah, there? Nah, no, there's, there's so you don't even like, you don't even like listening to your music with swears in it anymore? Nah, I can't no? even listen to that shit. I swear. Wow. Like, and it's, it's crazy. Like, I'd never thought that I would feel that way. You know what I mean? And like, now I listen to like older stuff. Like, I found myself unlisting a lot of my old videos because of it. Like, you know what I mean? If Pressure 3 wasn't so like, Epic with some fans that like love it so much. That video would have been archived a long time ago. Right. But it's just it's so meaningful to certain fans that have been following me for a long time that I just leave it up because they just love it. Yeah. But I I cannot listen to like that music. Like I can't listen to anything before it's different because really it's okay. just too much. Yeah, it's too much. Like N word, like the N bomb. Like I don't even know why I was even saying that shit in my music. Like it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. But. It's you so you meant grow, you know? Yeah. You um so you mentioned your kids and not not speaking ill on them. Don't come at me now. But uh <laughs> did, did did they um did did your kids play any influence in you not wanting to swear? I know you did the dance challenge, um, where you had the hashtag. Um what was it? Do your dance? Yeah, um, do, do my, my dance, dance, yeah. Do my dance, yep. Um and it's almost like and not like you're gearing it towards kids, because obviously you're gearing it to the music towards everyone. But you're also creating that avenue for the kids now to be like. Yeah, we shot the oh. video in the elementary school. Remember yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dancing and stuff. Um, yeah, um, they didn't have a crazy influence because it's not like they're listening to my music all day, right? Yeah. Um, because I'm dad. I'm not like yeah. I'm not cool at all. They they don't listen <laughs> to your music. No, they don't fuck with me. No. <laughs> Damn. They only rock with me now after rhythm. Now, oh, I'm right. now, now the Cardi, now the Cardi B likes you. <laughs> now I can pick them up from school. They want right. me to come on. You know, my friend wants to FaceTime with you. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm cool. But before, right. oh, forget it. But right. it was just, it was just like for other parents. Like I noticed, you know, like they play the music in the car with the kids, and it's just and everything just just kind of set in. Like I said, just so many different reasons. The kids. My kids definitely played an influence, like just me growing older and knowing I have kids, but they don't listen to my music, so they don't yeah. know. You know. Cool. Dope. Dope. I just um, had another question, but I fucking forgot it. So I apologize. What was it like uh <laughs> what was it like performing with Janae Aiko on that show on the rhythm and flow? Oh man, that was dope. Uh I, I think it was cool because um she was she felt a little intimidated and okay. um i felt like i was right where i belonged like the whole challenge was like working with these big artists and like it was supposed to make you nervous but i think i had her nervous yeah and i think it was just like a testament to like how prepared i was for that how prepared i am for for that type of level you know what i mean um and 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 the show played a lot of mind games like a lot of people don't know it wasn't never the challenges that were difficult. It was the mind games between challenges. And that, which is so crazy to me that they didn't show a different side of the show. They showed more competition based opposed to showing the shit they was doing to us. Because- oh, Were you like sleep deprived and whatnot? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Absolutely, bro. Really? Sleep deprived oh. wasn't even, was not even, the word like i can't even tell you it was like it was insanity i was like this is not legal like this, Whoa, this really? no what do you mean what happened legal. 
playing music no at night, making you get drunk and stuff. I'm guessing. Yeah, what, what was it like? TV what was it like? Talk about so that. So it was, it was, it was more. Okay, so like, let's just say like, the battle challenge, right, was intense as shit, right? It was like, it was so crazy because we we have we we get first you got to get up super early. They put you in the red room. The red room has all red things. Everything's red, right? which is supposed to piss you the fuck. Red rum, bright and early red in the rum. morning, right? There's never nothing to eat. You know what I mean? They they, they call lobby at six a.m. You know what I mean? You go down there, it's early as shit, and you're there all day in the red room. And and the performance time is until like seven eight o'clock at night. So oh. you're in the red room just with other people in one room that's all red. You're being deprived of food. You're being you know what I mean. And Why did they not have food you. for you? They're filming you, right? The whole time, the whole time. Let's just say yeah. it's, it's performance day, right? So then, boom, the, me and Beans were like the last battle. It was just so nerve-wracking. Um, you know, they, they bring you to the, to the area, and then they open the doors, and you hear the fucking crowd, like, chanting like some gladiator shit, right? So it's just, like, <laughs> insane, right? Then we finish that challenge. They immediately... As soon as that challenge is over and your brain all day, you're, like it's one day, so you're rehearsing that round in your head all day in that red room. You're dealing with the stress of being filmed. They don't really give you time to rehearse. You have to rehearse while you're filming. So okay. in between takes, I'm like, oh, I'm like figuring, like I'm trying wow. to stay on top of my verse in between all that. So as soon as that's done, you're like, oh, I made it through. Yes, I just beat Beans. Thank you, Jesus. They're like, all right, here's your next challenge. Boom. Boom. You wow. get your next challenge. Right away. They put you back in the red room, and they film you more. OTS, interviews, they're filming you constantly, filming you. Oh. It's like 2.30, they take us back to the hotel. Now, everybody wants to talk about the bullshit and smoke and, like, mm. wind down from the 19-hour day we just had and, right. like, Talk shit about everybody else. <laughs> so, so we're in the back of the hotel now, smoking. Like, can you believe this shit? How are we supposed to? Now we haven't even wrote our rounds for whatever's tomorrow. Yeah. Yet, right. So now it's like three thirty. You know, we don't. We don't. I everybody. We out. Go back up to the room. Lobby calls at six thirty-seven. So it's like three and a half hours. Wow. But I gotta write my rhymes for this feature round. Oh. Right? Yep. Because rehearsals tomorrow morning. And I'm telling the lady, I'm like, I forgot her name. I'm not gonna say the names. I'm like, yo, how are we supposed to rehearse? Like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta write and rehearse my round um for, for with Janae for tomorrow for rehearsal, right? She dead ass told me, she's like, Oh no, you just gotta write it. You don't need to memorize it. It's just you and the band tomorrow. And you're just doing like a like a preliminary rehearsal. So I'm like, that don't matter, lady. Like that don't matter. Like I still right. need to get because I don't believe her. Because we're already deep in the competition. I don't already got through the fuck shit. So don't tell me. Mm. So I'm like, whatever. So I get back. It's like 3.30 after we smoke, whatever. Me and Troy. It's usually me, Troy, Caleb, like Sam. You know what I mean? That that was yeah. like the usual uh, smoke. You know what I'm saying? That's like the usual like group, whatever. Yeah, you so, got a couple songs with Troy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I got uh, I got some with Smoke coming too. Word. And uh, so. and with, uh, with uh, I got one with Caleb. And I got one with London B too Word. as well. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, now it's like 3.30, you know what I mean? I throw the Janae record out. Boom. I'm writing this, this verse, but I'm, I'm so tired, bro. I remember, I remember like it was yesterday. 
I fall asleep mid verse, right in the verse, because I'm so I'm so drained. Damn. I I wake up, I look, and it says like six twenty two. I'm like, oh shit! Oh, I have forty minutes to write this verse. Oh. So shit. I'm like, all right, boom. So now I'm like, I'm jumping in the shower. I'm trying to like think. Now mind you, this has to be a sexy verse. I'm half asleep. Rushing right. to get to write this shit, you know what I mean? Right. I'm not in my element. You're not in your zone. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is not a zone. Like this is far from the zone. You know. What I mean? <laughs> and my head hurts because I haven't slept. So right. it's just like trying to write it. Boom. I'm in the van. I'm like, I'm trying to like memorize it. She just told me though, I don't have to memorize it. You know what I mean? So I'm that tired. If I really, really believed that, I would just like take a quick nap. But I don't believe but nothing these people say. Right, right. So yeah. I'm memorizing, boom, boom. Sure enough, we get to rehearsal. I do one go through with the band, in walks Janae. She's like, I can't wait to hear the verse. Sits down. <laughs> I'm like, like good thing God. I memorized it, yeah. Thank <laughs> God I remember, because she would, I would look stupid in front of this girl. Right, like, right. Like, oh, this kid's not even ready. Like, what is wow. going on? Like, what is, what kind of show is this? This kid's not ready. You want me to go and perform with this kid? Yeah. So it was just like that kind of shit. Then, you know, I rehearsed with Janae. We do all filming all day. We're, we're doing the performance that night. And then I get through it. I'm like, yes. And they're like, here's your next challenge. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, you don't, <laughs> your brain never shut down for two months. You know what I mean? Like it was like boot camp. Constant. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is. <laughs> the, the challenges were never hard. Like, do a feature, do this. Do a song with a sample, do a battle. But it was what was being done in between. Like we right. get you to film here, and then and then you're going, you get no sleep, you know. So that's the challenges. That's why when, like a lot of people, you know, they talk about the finale. For me, my only argument with not winning the show was that Smoke did mess up one of his rounds, and for me, the pressure of everything that was going on. If you if you mess up in one of your rounds, that should be how you get eliminated. Because yeah. that's I mean, the that's, point of what we're putting you through. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's natural that's, selection. Yeah. But but in his defense, when I watched the show, I realized because because at that I, when I was in the moment of it, I was like, I don't get why people didn't get eliminated that messed up. Like it didn't make any sense to me. But now that I look back at it his performance was so crazy and powerful that even though he messed up halfway, half of his performance was better than other people that were on the show at the time. Right. Yeah. So they was like, yeah, he messed up, but did you see where he was going with it? You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So that's where his genius of where he was taking it saved him from that round of even though he slipped up and he didn't, he didn't finish the song, it was half a song still beat your full song. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, damn. So like the pressure, it was a lot of pressure in be like for between the rounds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that actually got me thinking is, uh, did they ever give any explanation? Like, cause it almost sort of sounds like that's meant to simulate tour life. Um, so is that sort of like the, the way? Oh, it doesn't simulate tour life. Not even one bit. They like never, tour it was life just to is, fuck with you. is yeah. a walk in the park <laughs> compared to what they did. Like tour oh, life. Okay. Okay. Tour life is, is um sleep deprived for sure you're sleep deprived on the road but not as much like you know you can sleep on the that's that's the part of having a driver so while we're traveling you're sleeping you get enough rest 
you know, you wake up fresh, you wake up in a different city, you know, you do your meet and greet, you're standing around, you're smoking, you're not really doing no physical work. So like, other than the stage performance, which as you progress as a tour artist, you learn to save yourself and preserve yourself and your body so it almost becomes routine and like you almost the next day don't even feel like you did a show. Like I could do easily a hundred shows in a row. Once I'm in the routine of like 15, 20 shows and I'm on the bus, I can go a hundred. I can go a hundred easy. You know what I mean? So it's all about routine. That's all. Yeah. And they're forcing the creative process in the show. So I guess that you're not creating necessarily on the road because you're performing material you have. So that and, so, yeah, and, and, and creating on the show was the thing. See American Idol, these guys are getting, are getting songs that are, are popular. They're getting right. songs that are that are out, that are hits, that are radio hits. You know, they're getting yeah, sheet music. That could pitch. We yeah. had to create that content. Right. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's way different. Oh yeah. And I think about that. Somebody yeah. like like my business partner actually pointed it out to me. It was like, "Yo, man, American Idol. They just they gotta learn the lyrics. You had to create these records. Like right. it's 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 different. Different you know? game. Yeah. Yeah. And and then part of like not to jump back to the memorizing thing, but like part of memorizing it, when you know your verse, like when you know it in here, that's going to give a way better performance than yeah, that when you're, you're reading it. Or you know, know how know. many times side stage, I, I didn't mess up at all on the show. And I thank God because I'm telling you every single time, no matter what performance it was, I was behind the curtain, fucking it all up. <laughs> fucking it all up. Nervous, fucking it up. Like I'm about to go out there in two minutes and you're, and you're really fucking up on this verse like are yeah. you serious right now like what are you doing like we're next like and you're still fumbling this verse like are you crazy you can't, can't remember the first word no for real <laughs> for real for real nerve-wracking man nerve -wracking. and then, then you, you get, get up, up then you get up there and everything's fine yeah i got up there and it clicks like it's right. a weird thing it's a weird thing even with the beans thing like the beans battle was the scariest because they left us for last and then after the battle, nobody came back. So you didn't never knew who won the last battle. It was just like people just died off. You just never oh, saw yes. them again. And wow. when people got eliminated, you never saw them again. So it was like, it was wow. like really mind game shit. Like I'm telling you. So then they walk us down the aisle. I'm fucking up my whole verse the whole time. Beans looks like she's ready to tear my head off. She ain't even practicing. Oh, she's just walking. I'm over here practicing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It did not look like that on the show. Let, let me it's be crazy, honest. Right? So she looked like she knew. Yeah, yeah she, no, she, she, she knew her whole verse. She was looking at me like, you're about to die. I'm looking at her like, if I can only remember this line. And then uh, <laughs> walk in. They hear, you hear the, glad, the gladiator like, like cheers. And it went behind the curtain. I'm, that shit threw me off alone. I'm like, you hear that? They sound like some gladiator. The gladiator in there. Like, <laughs> So I'm trying to remember this one bar. Lady's next to me. She's like, oh, okay, well, she's got the headset on. She's like, oh, stay right here. She's talking to me. I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to rap. Like, don't talk to me right now. Just let me know. Yeah, yeah. She's like, three, two, one, go. And she pushes me through the curtain. I don't even know my person. Wow. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. So I go in. I see smack. I'm like, I can't die in front of smack. This yep. is not happening right now. So I'm, I'm like, I had just won the coin toss. I'm like, you know what? The whole time she's rapping, do not listen to this girl. Mm. While this beat is on, you better spit this verse clean all the way through, right? Mm. Because you've been fucking up at the same part the whole time. Yeah. So 
I'm trying to rap while she's rapping in my head. I'm looking down and shit. People going, oh, and it's, it's throwing me up because I'm like, oh, she just said a hot line, dog. I don't know what she said. but So you really didn't hear anything she said. She's going off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, oh, man. So I kind of channeled her out. I'm trying to remember the bars. And then when I heard DJ Head start scratching on the beat, I knew that she was finishing. So I snapped out of it. She said the, the daughter line because it was right. my daughter's birthday that day. Right. And um, I normally control my schedule. I'm independent, so I can be there all the time for their birthdays. I wasn't in control of this situation, being on the show. So I couldn't be there. And it was, like, affecting me a little bit, trying mm -hmm. to explain to my daughter why I'm not there on her birthday. Well, somebody went and gave her heads up that I was, I was distraught over my daughter's birthday. Because she put the line in last second. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Threw that line in there. So when the beast started scratching off, I looked up. And I snapped out of my trance and I heard her say, today is daughter's birthday, so I'm sending daddy home. And I was like, did she just fucking say that about my kid? She's dead. Yeah. She's dead. Yeah. But I didn't even, I didn't even, like, I didn't, I didn't know whether she meant to say that with the beat scratching off or she, she added the bar after, you know what I mean? Because she only had a minute to rap. But her saying that put me in a, in a zone that I, ne I didn't even think after that. I was like, yeah, right. dad. So when you, when you opened your round with fuck her and everybody in this competition, like, were you planning on saying that before she said that line or no? Nope. 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 I was, I had, I had three different segments of how I was going to attack her. I didn't know exactly what order I was going to put them in, depending on what she said. Cause I wanted to see if I could rebuttal her right? because I knew certain facts about her. I didn't know exactly what she was going to say, but I had, I had, I had nice pieces. I had, I had a few more pieces I could have threw in there too. Yeah. But once she said that, my original piece was all together with that intro. Okay. And then okay. I was like, that's a little harsh. I don't want to really say that. So I'm going to just leave that. And I'm going to start here, and then maybe I'll come here. Yeah. Once she said that, I was like, she's getting the yeah. fucking, she's getting the original. Yeah, get Boom. Because it was just so much. You know what I mean? I wanted to I wanted to really make it like not even a question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You definitely did that. Yeah. They actually went back and debated. I was like, at least like they were back there. Like, I'm like, are they what are they doing? I mean, you said they, you were Puerto Rican, you've been eating beans your whole life. Yeah. Huh? I I lost it. Yeah. What yeah. what'd you think about uh Chance's reaction to that line when when he said I'm Puerto Rican, I've been eating beans my whole life and he almost fell over. It's crazy because I was in a zone, I didn't even right. know he fell. Right. I but you've seen the video, I'm sure. When I watched it back, yeah, it, was like, it came out on Netflix, I was like, Yo, I made him like I made you, him. You made him like face. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That shit like, was crazy. That's, that's a dope that's that's that that's a dope moment in itself, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's absolutely. Like, absolutely. I'm rapping and, and like that go, that clip of Chance, like you know, pretend fainting could be like a meme or something, or like a no, gift. No, it is. It's a you know? gift for sure. It, it for is. Sure. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like that's perfect. That's. I mean, that crazy. was my reaction too. That was unbelievable. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. That's crazy. But yeah, like that that opening line where you just said "fuck" be, or "fuck her" and everybody in this competition. I was like, because I know you don't swear in your music, so I was like, oh shit! I was, yeah, like, I was, mad. I was like, he's mad. <laughs> I was mad, man. I was really mad. Don't sure. talk about the kids. Can't talk about That's the kids. It, right. Exactly. It was just, it was just, it was, it was personal for me that day. And then like she said it, and like I looked at her, and I was like, did you just say that? Like, mm -hmm. and it just reminded me like that my kids were gonna watch this, 
And then, like, I, like, pitching myself, like, if I go out like this and she beats me on that line, like, that's going to be embarrassing. Right. And I was just like, I, nah, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah you ain't losing now. Yeah, it was no way. It was no way. Just no way. There was no way. Oh, yeah. So are you a sports fan at all? Absolutely, man. I'm dying without the NBA, bro. Yeah. No, it's been I'm tough. Dying. It's did, you watch the whole, did you watch the horse competition? <laughs> What was I watched I watched some of that last night. It was so bad. Oh, oh this, on ESPN, they're having this horse competition. Like players are just shooting it from their house, their own home courts. What? Uh, yeah. yeah, Pierce was there. He had his kid running around the Dude, court. Dude, Pierce, Paul Pierce looked terrible, and that's my guy. Is, but he is he good. live? Yeah, it was live. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm gonna say they could just do retakes until they make it. <laughs> no, he was he was live out in his backyard in L.A. and he he looked bad, man. He hasn't played in, in a few years, but hey, he's he he's bad. saying it was. And they had him going there. against Zach Levine, who's like 25, most athletic guy in the league. Like it wasn't jumping from the foul line. Right. They didn't let him For dunk real? though. They're like, you can't dunk. It's not gonna be yeah. fair. So. Oh man, that's but they, I I just I just don't know what it's going to be like after like i just i just really i'm hoping for the best but this whole like social distancing thing is just it's crazy because it's like you know how when do when can we go back to sporting events or concerts right. you know what i mean right. when is it safe you know what i'm saying we never know when that stuff finally comes back it's going to be so like emotional i feel like for everybody you know yeah. it's like we're finally we're finally back here like enjoying the things that we enjoy you know you know what though we took it for granted for so long we man. did for I, real yeah no yeah absolutely absolutely i think mother nature's really just needs a break bro we were fucking this planet up so much right right i think it needs really needs a break like it's crazy yeah. you know i mean it's kind of scary all... like with all the locusts and shit like eating up all the crops in africa and all this shit happening with the with the virus and the volcanoes erupting and the earth is the earth is pissed the fuck off Oh yeah, absolutely. It pissed off. Yeah, it's pretty. The Earth has every right to be pissed off. Yeah, I mean no. even even like here, like the fucking storm we had today. That, that yeah. was like a crazy ass storm. Like a small. You know, oh, the wind just, today was nuts. It just reminds us that we're guests, man. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. You know, we're guests. True, and we we definitely forget that sometimes. Yeah, or a lot of people do. You know, I, I do. I, I, we we all do. I feel like we all do. Yeah. So this is in a way kind of been a good reminder for us you know just yeah, to, just to kind of take a step back and we're uh, not the all at all, all all end all you know we like if we right. if we leave this planet planet will be fine man right yeah you know the planet will still go planet it'll be, be even better, better you know yeah. <laughs> better what without cars you know on cars fucking up the ozone Mm. I said that to my girl. I go, oh, it's better without us. She goes, mm, reminds me of somebody I know. <laughs> <She don't> wanna... <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see talking that too later, baby. <laughs> so you, uh, you grew up in Providence, so you're not far from Foxborough. So you're a Pats fan? Absolutely. I'm now a Tampa Bay. Uh, you're a Tampa Bay fan now? Oh. Yeah, Tampa okay. Bay. What what are your thoughts on Brady? For the next two years, no, I'm just kidding. Um, No, I've I've always been a Patriot fan, Um, you know, uh, ever since I was a kid. uh, I remember when when Bledsoe led led the Patriots to the Super Bowl, and then we got beat, you know, uh, and I used to tell everybody, at least we got there, you know. Right. I remember I had to wear my Patriots jacket. Shout out to my mom for making me wear the Patriots jacket the day after the Super Bowl so everybody and their mother can just tell me that we lost to the Packers. (laughs) Yeah, I was like I was like five. I didn't even know better. Right, yeah. right. She's like, just tell him at least you made it, baby. That's all you gotta yeah, do. Yeah. Just tell him at least you made it. But that 
I've been a Vats fan my whole life. I'm very Hell disappointed, yeah. Tom. Um, I wanted him to finish his career in New England, man. It's just been an amazing legacy and um, amazing privilege to be alive in a time where absolutely our, our New England teams. I you know I didn't realize it like when I, when I started seeing like the Cleveland shit. People die without ever seeing their team win a fucking championship. Right. No, we're and so I got, spoiled, I'm man. Over here, like, you know, six Super Bowls with Tom, right. you know, Celtics right. won. You know what I mean? It's and like, you're like, give me another one. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm satisfied. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, you know, I just appreciate what he did for us and the legacy Absolutely. that he did. Man. He, he gave us some incredible times and moments to share. I right. mean, everything, man. And I just right. wish he would have ended it in New England. Honestly, he still got some in the tank. I don't know why the Pats would even let, consider letting him go. Um, it just goes to show you where loyalty is in, in this type of world, man. Yeah. You know, like you really got to look out for yourself. And that, that goes to show you even like with me, like I say, with the labels, with, you know, with, with agents and sports and players, like you got to look out for yourself because we're just products, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's at the end of the day. That's all we are to them. You know right, saying? right. Yeah, sports, can, music, anything, whatever business you're in, it's all competition. So yeah. we can all, and they, we can all be, as they say, we can all be replaced. Right. Unfortunately, you know, not, yeah. not to say that in a good way, but like, as but at one of my old jobs, they used to say, "Well, you're just a number," you know. Yeah. Not, no, obviously, true. obviously, other places are different. You know, some places you get treated better, but like at the end of the day, if someone else can do the job better than better than you can, you know, you bound to get replaced so that's that's why a, just- that's another thing about brady i think like his legacy you know we love him because he won so much obviously but the example that he set like as far as his work ethic like he went into practice every day like like he was gonna lose his job you know no even scandals with- no, no scandals off the, true off the field true incidents he yeah. represented the NFL the best way ever. The best way he could. He's yeah. contributed to, to so much. Right. Um, I think I think the decision was more for him and his family, his TV Absolutely. 12 brand. Absolutely. Um, and know, he hasn't, they, you know, I don't – I think the, the beef between him and Belichick is, like, overstated a little bit. But I do think that it came to a point where Belichick doesn't let you live – your best life. Basically. I don't think it's like, overstated because I think Belichick is very unappreciative of Brady. I, I, I do. Belichick, yeah. what he does best, and I know if you're a Pats fan and you know the history of us, we do not pay players. Mm. We mm-hmm. take B-level guys right. and we make them A-level status in, in from playing with us. They make names. And then we don't want to pay them. We let them go somewhere else. We did right. it with Lawyer Malloy. We did it right. with Ty Law. We did it with so- Asante Samuel. So many players. Uh, 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 so many people. Even Logan the guy that, that caught the interception for the, for us, so Malcolm, Malcolm, Butler, Malcolm Butler, benched him in the Super Bowl, the right? Yeah, because Belichick was mad. You know, what that I mean? was like, fucked up. That's on, the one. That's the one thing that. in Belichick's career that I will not forgive him for. Ever. Never forgive him for benching Never. Malcolm no. Butler ever, ever. No, nope. but he has that, and we have a nice, decent rookie quarterback. He's mad about the um. About the uh, what's the quarterback we let go over there? Oh, Garoppolo, uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. With Jimmy G, he's mad. He wanted to keep Jimmy G and he start did. transitioning Jimmy G. He's got a lot of pride, and his his I think his unappreciation for Tom is I think if he would have just called and maybe swallowed his pride a little bit, Tom would right. still be a Patriot. But right. because yeah. he didn't bend over and say he's literally told, oh, well, we can't pay you any more than we're paying you. That's what you say to somebody who's brought us six rings, who's, who's gave us so right. many years of greatness. It's just, it's disappointing, man. You yeah. Know? Belichick's Definitely staple is. was always like, you know, treating everyone the same, no matter who you are. 
but it gets to a certain point when you're Tom Brady. When you've won, yeah, when you've won six championships for the organization who had no championships before he got it's there. Tom, bro. It's, it's Tom. like he's not the same as the rest of the guys. What you do you think put about us playing golf, Antonio Brown? I mean, he's he's a mess. Antonio he's a mess. Brown. He's a mess because obviously he digs himself into a deeper hole. But don't you think it was a coincidence that he signed with the Patriots and those allegations popped up out of nowhere, out of left field from years ago, and then all of a sudden that he was gets weird, yeah. Because oh. you know, allegations are allegations. He wasn't proven. I feel like it's always circumstantial. Like, okay, Ray Lewis was accused of murder, went to trial, got acquitted. They let him back in the NFL. Right. Yeah. This dude hasn't and been. And then he was worshipped. He was a superstar. Yeah, you won a Super Bowl. Right, right. I guess you know what I mean. I, the, the you seem to be alluding to that maybe he, uh, maybe the Patriots wanted him out. Is that like had they maybe dug that information up? It, it seems like at, from a PR perspective, you can't. If you're the team who owns him, you can't really keep him if that's what's going on. So mm. I can see how maybe from a PR perspective they asked the friend. Somebody friend didn't want him. Did Nobody yeah. didn't want him there, and they was like, "We need a reason to let him go." We yeah. won the Super Bowl with him, but oh, I think we, we definitely is what it is, dude. We need we needed one receiver. Yeah, that's all you needed, one receiver. One, because nobody was yeah. catching shit all year, and then they want to say time was diminishing. No, we had nobody, bro. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. Uh, uh, our boy, our boy Edelman led the league in drops this year. I mean, it right. wasn't really looking that good. Right. Yep. You know. It, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to. I, mean, I can't. Couldn't... I can't picture him being a Buccaneer, though. I just. I don't even know what's. No, gonna look see, like. that surprises me because I thought. I thought Giselle would want to go somewhere that was like, you know, somewhere like L.A. or New York or something. Yeah, I would have went. I would have went to Tennessee. Yeah. With with uh, with what's his name? Vrabel? Is it no no? Vrabel. Vrabel. Yeah, yeah, Vrabel. Vrabel. yeah. I went to Tennessee with Vrabel. Henry in the backfield. It's a wrap. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> but no, he's got some good receivers though. He's got some good receivers in Tampa. Give me that one receiver, Henry in the background, Brave West Coast. That play actually is working every time. Right, right. Yeah. And that Get, defense is good. Yeah, yeah, man. It's crazy. No, it's gonna we'll be it's gonna be fun though to watch him in Tampa. Hey, you know what? This rookie comes in, or they get somebody else. They draft a, a nice quarterback. You know, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. And maybe he proves us wrong. Maybe another quarterback comes and start playing like Tom Kidd. We ain't even gonna question Belichick. I'm the That's the coach. thing. And if Stidham comes out here and you know leads us to thirteen and three or something, I'm right. like, let's go, Eastman. <laughs> five, five, six, standing in the pocket. I right, can't even right. see over the offensive can't, line. Can't see over the line. <laughs> but I'm dipping and oh, dunking. Man. <laughs> oh, man. I'll be like, I'll be like Bobby Boucher. That's yeah. it, bro. My, my mama told me I was nice. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I was just kind of saying, like, you know, we had Edelman last year, but we didn't have any tight ends and nothing. Like, all we literally needed was, you know, if – in the 20 years where Brady was quarterback, we never had a worse tight end situation. Like, we always had somebody, you know, whether it was Daniel Graham, Ben Watson, somebody. Last year we had Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. What in the old line? Hernandez was like, listen, he was nice. He was nice for us, man. Yeah, he was – I mean, going back – Him and him and Gronk on side to side, man, it was over. That was ridiculous. Best tight end combo ever, really. Ever, yeah. Yeah. But he had to go and, you know – Fuck like everything the Hernandez up. PR nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> nightmare. That shit. He didn't live out near you in Rhode Island, did he? No, he was in no. Connecticut. 
close. He's from Connecticut. He close. No, he lived. Uh, he lived in Barrington. Oh, but oh, he lived no, in. No, no, no. He lived uh, in Attleboro. Attleboro, Attleboro, right? Attleboro, which yeah. is right near Rhode Island. Yeah, right near Rhode Island, bro. It's like I can get there in about sixteen. He used. Years. He used to party in Providence a lot. I think. Too much. Too much. <laughs> Him and Lamar Odom need to leave Providence, bro. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Lamar Odom used to party mean. in Providence. Used to. He does. He still does. He does. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Wow. A lot of people yeah. from New York still come down here to party, man. Uh, a lot of people Wait, from like, Boston. A lot of people from Boston go to Providence to party because it's like a small New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I went to when when I started doing my press runs, like Who Kid. Everybody, the minute I said Rhode Island, everybody was like, "Oh yeah, Rhode Island, yeah, Rhode Island's popping over there." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah." Mm -hmm. <laughs> They, so they come we'll, here to escape because it's a small New York. We got the chicks over here. You know right. what I mean? It's not too far. So know? how does it feel to be, like, kind of the biggest name out of Rhode Island, hip-hop-wise? I mean, you got uh, Epic Beardman, uh, Sage Francis, and uh, what's his name? B. Dolan. They're, they're pretty big. But as far as, like, Rhode Island goes, you kind of got, got the state on lock. Yeah, man. I've always felt that way, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like – I don't like to say I got to stay down a lot. I feel like I've, I've represented to the best of my ability, and, I, and right. I've taken it. I've taken it places that a lot of people haven't. Yeah, and I think that uh, I think that's a great, great accomplishment. Um, you know, I I hope somebody even even takes it even further. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it's just it's just really taking it one day at a time and representing my city. And like, I used to have a real like disdain about like not getting the support at home, and I used to really be bitter about it. And like. I realized that, you know, we're the smallest thing in the country. So, like, I can't expect right. to get more support, like, here than L.A. because L.A. is so right. big. At and a I certain point, you, you just max out on support. You're like, how come Rhode Island ain't the top of the list? Right. Well, we're also the smallest state, so let's just keep that into consideration. Like, right. you know, <laughs> 50 of us, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. That's why it's 50 streams, you know? Like, it's just like, <laughs> you're like, okay, don't feel so, don't take it so personal, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, um. I feel really great. I mean, I, I was blessed to get the uh, the key to the city. I got the key to the city. Oh yeah, that's awesome. The, um, we've been doing a lot of school uh, work in the schools, and that's another reason oh. why too advocating um, on my non cursing is being able to work in with the schools yeah. with the music. Like um, my song "Landed a Free," we've been able to take that. We've been working Love with a nonprofit organization. Song. Yeah, thank you. Great song, great with, video. Um, we work with a nonprofit organization called Purse Learning. And what we're doing is we're taking music and we're adding it to the curriculum of school. So like right now for the topic of some of the kids are learning, they're learning our immigration policies. So we brought in Land of the Free and we played the video. I went in there, we had a discussion, open discussion with the students wow. about immigration policy. And they learned so much more by watching the video, opening those questions, that dialogue up. And um, we, we, we're, we're making actual music now to put into the classrooms. It's fucking crazy, but it's Man, working. Awesome. And like, um, that's something that we're really advocating for now. And just, you know, everything that we're doing for the city and, and, and what we plan for the city in the future, I just really am appreciative to, to, to be the one representing for sure. Yeah, absolutely, Dope. man. You're doing Thank it well, too. Thank you, man. Thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah, that Land of the Free video, that was, uh, that's a, it's a pretty powerful video. And the Thank song you, itself too. What uh, what made you want to want to speak on that topic? Well, uh, it actually was interesting because when I saw the story, I saw that the uh, the man drowned in the uh, in the Rio Grande with his three year old daughter, mm -hmm. and um, I had just had a son, <clears throat> so I knew that I felt the relation of like seeing the baby like drowned in the water with him, 
it was just it was really a heartbreaking image. And then when I seen the guy's name, I had the same exact name as the guy. Oh wow! So I was like, wow, like I have a baby. This guy has my name. We were similar in age. And I was like, man, what's what's the what's really the difference between me and this guy? Like I have we have the same name. We're both Spanish. Just we both had babies. The only difference is I'm from America. Yeah, that's it. That could be me swimming to try to get a better, make a better life for my kid. Right. So I, so I, I went down to the studio. I started doing research on like where he was from, what he's trying to escape, why he was, you know, what I mean, trying to find more about the story and shit. And then I was able to find um, an article where they interviewed his family and like, and they were able to give some backstory. And the girlfriend that was actually traveling with him made it back alive. So she was able to tell the testimony of their journey. So then I was able to take that information, dive myself into that character, and then kind of speak from him and, and take over his body, so to speak, in the yep. video and be him in the song and kind of just give a different perspective of the average American that doesn't see why some people are coming or risking their lives, risking their kids' lives to come across the border. It's not, I don't get political on what you should believe, but I like mm -hmm. to show both sides of the fence. So it was just a different perspective of the other side of the wall, so to speak. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure it opened a lot of eyes because it, yeah, it definitely sure. gave that, that unique perspective. Um, yeah, no, definitely, man. It's, it's one yeah. of my most powerful records. And uh, I'm really grateful no, that sure. we could take music and like, you know, and, and do stuff like that, especially with the schools too. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, and going going off of that, and how we uh, were talking about "Take Me Away" earlier, the the storytelling aspect. Mm. You're you've always had uh, a great that not like a niche or, or niche or anything, but you know you've always been able to really dial in on. I don't want to say putting yourself in those characters, but kind of. You yeah, know? yeah. There's there's some acting involved in there too. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, hey, you could write a book, dude. You could be a, <laughs> a New York Times bestseller. Nah, for real, man. For real. For real. I don't know if you guys ever heard the Angel series. Have you ever heard the Angel series? I don't think um, so. I remember. I heard. You well, when you get a chance, short, right? When you get a chance, check it out. It's 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 three records. Um, yeah. it's off my twenty plus seven album. They're the last three songs. Oh, off the Twenty Flaw Seven album. Yeah. Okay, it's I know. Yeah. Three part, three part story. Yeah. Um, Angel One, Angel Two, Angel Three. It's the same story told from three different perspectives. We actually have the mini movie dropping when this is all over, but right. I, I didn't want to drop it while everybody was in quarantine. I know that people might think that dropping new content during quarantine is good. Uh, for me, I'm I'm holding this particular thing for when. The summertime hits and everybody's able to move around for particular reasons. But right. this mini mini movie is incredible. It's going to be interactive, and uh, oh, yeah. it's based off of the Angel series. So if you don't know them three songs, man, check them out. Word. Angel one, Angel two, Angel three. Crazy man, crazy. Word. Yeah. Is that it's video all storytelling? All storytelling. That video being shot by uh, Red Eye. This mini movie in particular is being shot by a production company okay. that I can't name just yet. But okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Red Eye's got a hand in on it, helping with Word. the production stuff. It's just a much bigger project Sony. than what Word. You know, we would have. Dope. So who are, your, uh, who are your favorite storytelling rappers? Ooh, DMX. Okay. Man, I remember being like nine and like listening to DMX tell stories in like The Professional and ATF. And like the way he used to run from the cops and just be telling so much detail 
in everything he said mm-hmm. that I, I felt like I was there. You know what I mean? Right. Those detailed right. things um, really stuck with me and in, in, in taking the listener to a, through a ride. Nas, um, Nas, Nas yeah. Rewind. When I first heard Rewind and he told the story backwards from end to, to that beginning. That shit's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was it was such an eye-opener. Like, yo, th- this art can go anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. you could really get crazy with it. So, you know, I, I really took that into perspective. And um, pretty much, really, it was just them. Biggie um, had a couple story records, but I wasn't yep. a big Biggie fan when I was a kid, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so I was listening to a lot of DMX, man. A right. lot of DMX, a lot of, um, a lot of Jay, Jay Z, okay. a lot of New York, a lot of New York like, hip hop. Yeah, I had to listen to fucking Shania Twain and shit because my sister was next door. What <laughs> type of music? But check it out, like she would bump Shania, like she was just weird, right? So she would bump like Shania Twain for a straight week, and then bump like Celine Dion, and then bump Selena, and then bump right. like. TLC but yeah. what it did was without me realizing is it made me so musically inclined because I was listening to so many different types of music from her that while I was playing my stuff then I would be listening to her play her stuff that I ended up learning so much different type which is why I can make so much different type of music and I right. credit that to my sister playing all the dumb shit she was playing when we were kids <laughs> right hell yeah, yeah. all those yeah, different crazy. influences coming in yeah, it all came into play later on in life, you know. So what have you been now. listening to? What have you been listening to lately? Nothing. Nothing? I mean, yeah, I can't I can't listen to music when I'm creating. So you just um, listen to yourself? Can. No, no, I don't no? even listen to myself. I haven't li- like I'm not I haven't li- just I haven't li- if I'm playing music it's a it's a beat that I'm okay. like, writing to. Yeah, right yeah. now I'm in creative mode. So um I you know, a lot of people don't know, but like if you're listening to music and then you come in the studio if you're a creator, I could say something I heard and not even realize it and not realize it right it's not like my intention right but an idea a topic it could be so many different things that that you get influenced by so when i'm in creative mode i try to stay away from the music and if i am playing music normally it's it's the music i'm working on or Mm. like you know what i mean and obviously like i'm not saying i don't hear any like you know what i mean but uh like the last thing i think i heard was maybe like the the drake slide song because of the challenges that's on yeah it's been all over the place yeah yeah so i'm hearing that hook you know but see like like i'll try to like stay away from that kind of stuff you know yeah yeah Yeah, i've heard other artists say the same thing it's easy to fall into being redundant if you're only listening to your own stuff because you can kind of fall into that style because like you're thinking this sounds like me but then uh, on the other hand if you sound like whoever's popping right now everyone kind of knows that's what you're going for right and Plenty of people do well emulating it, um, but someone like you, you're, you're deep in your career. That's not yeah. something, and it's, it's yeah. I like I like my music to have an identity. Like I, I hear a few artists, right? Like that sound almost identical to like a big artist that's out, right? And I just I can't hear the identity of mm-hmm. that particular artist. It just sounds like an unreleased, you know, Kendrick song or unreleased right. this song. So it's like I I don't know, you know, if there's an identity there. So I love the fact that you know, I mean. Some people, I, I'm not, and please excuse me if I'm, if I'm wrong here. I don't know. You might have my feel different, but I, it really pisses me off when people compare me to cannabis. Like, it, just, it really pisses cannabis? me off. Cannabis? Yeah, it pisses me off. I never even would have thought yeah. of that comparison, honestly. It's crazy. Like, some people, like, I, when I did the BET cycle, people were like, oh, my God, it reminds me of cannabis. I'm like, are you fucking nuts? Like, it just makes me so <laughs> mad. Because, because of the craft, like, I make right. so much different type of music. I'm like, 
That's it makes it makes me mad when I pe- when I show people dope rappers and they just compare them to Eminem right away and I'm just like, yo, yeah. there's a million other rappers in the world and that's the person that's you think of the, every time. That's why the Drake comparison from Chance, I was just like, thank God he didn't say like Eminem. Yeah, or, or, yeah. Eminem or yeah, you know what I mean. Even Eminem, like I can see the comparison because of storytelling and right. maybe like. Passion. But I th- I feel like the Eminem comparison has kind of like become a lazy comparison. But I'm also 65, 35 women. Yeah. Like my demographic right oh, now. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit. I'm 65, wow. 35 women, bro. Damn. Yeah. So you Eminem, are like Drake. Then. <laughs> Eminem's not 65, 35 women. No. 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 Is that by design, or have He's... you found that's just kind of how it happened? Is that since that's the show? Do you think? Or is that was that before Fuck that? Yeah, since the show. Since the show, yeah. Okay. Cause well, okay. Before before it was like, I would say like, yeah, it was yeah, it was flip flop. Yeah, it was it was sixty five okay. thirty five male. Wow. wow. And then Cardi started calling me Puerto Rican poppy, and the the Janae shit hit. It's it like, yeah, that's crazy. Boom. There it is. <laughs> that's crazy. Cardi's setting all the trends right now. That's that why, like, crazy. if you notice, I did a I did a real mix to um, J Cole uh, Dreamville down bad right. Yeah, yeah. But. It's not like I started realizing. I started like even dissecting when I when I when I noticed the demographic. I'm like, I, I can be I can be lyrical without being so aggressive, mm. because my aggression can turn people off sometimes. You know what I mean? Especially females that are here to just look at me rap. They don't give a fuck what I say, right? They're yeah. looking at me rap. So if I'm saying hot bars and I'm looking good while I'm doing it. I can get both uh, both worlds, you know what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say? So yep. it's like it's a balance of of trying to figure out still as I'm growing as a business what works. You know what I mean? Knowing that I'm a lyrical rapper and I have 65% females following me now mm. and buying my music. So what do I do? You know what I mean? Okay, I can highlight some of my older music, you know, that has that's for them. I can do this, I can do that because I'm a unicorn and I can do all type of different music. Right. It doesn't bother me that it's 65, 35 because I have content for that as well. You know what right. I'm saying? But it's just about keeping that balance, you know. It's 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 not easy, man, to try to figure it out every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing a good job. Business. With it, yeah, you're doing a very good job. <laughs> Thank, you, man. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Well, hey, it's, it's I don't definitely a full time job, man, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I know we've been trying to keep it professional on here, and I'm going to sound wicked unprofessional Uh-oh. right now. What do you going to say? Um, well, I uh, you guys know my laptop situation. Fly, you don't, but my laptop don't don't work. Um, and so I am about to die right here on my phone. Not I was, I was just going to say, we can wrap this thing up anytime. We're like two yeah, hours definitely. in right I, now. <laughs> I got I to step out anyway. So that yeah, yeah, out. yeah. I, yeah, I didn't realize how long it had been. But, I know. Uh, yeah, we're coming up on two hours. <laughs> it yeah. happens. Yeah. That's, all right. That's what's up. That's what's That's, up. I appreciate hey. you guys having me, man. Yeah, of man, course. absolutely. Thank you for coming on. on. Definitely. You're, uh, you're a busy guy. You're a family man. So definitely take appreciate you taking the time to do this. It's no, nah, definitely, man. Really and uh, I think we should definitely plan some stuff for the future, man, for the city. You know, let's try to try to work together Absolutely. and try to make some stuff let's happen, man. Absolutely. Definitely. I would love to yeah. hear that. Let's do it. All right. I'm all sure, in. Sure. All right, awesome. man. I, I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, send me a copy of this so I can post it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you for coming on. For sure, brother. You stay safe. You and the family stay safe. Keep up yeah. the good right, work. You too, guys. Thanks so much, man. All right. Oh, yeah. Peace. Peace, brother. Much love.